then we'll clap sync in three, two, one. All right, listen up, motherfuckers. This is what I call the Starfield Grievances Corner Part 3 <laughs> of our series. I feel like that's spoiler alert for how the last week went for you. Mm-hmm. Potentially. James and I once again hit up the Discord DMs uh, last night about just being like, this game, man. And I'm like, James, we'll talk about it. Yeah. And it's like, this game, man. But... Dude, I still see a lot of positive sentiment about this game out in the sort of gaming niche. I have a couple of choice Reddit posts I would like to read out loud to all of us somewhere near the end so we can consider if people have lost Mm -hmm. their minds. And and so this is the exact reason why, like, I want to play traditionally widely considered bad games. Like, for example, I think one at a period of time was Bioshock 2. Right. And it was like, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't Bioshock 1. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay um but like it's the exact opposite right because it's like these people have their opinion and goddamn, if it takes over it takes over i wouldn't say it universally took over with this thing but it's certainly out there and it's strong and and hopefully they love it truly and they're not just lying to themselves i i I really hope so but for me myself i look at it and go how you know and so like it makes me want to like explore just the sort of reddit thing Mm -hmm. i guess it's probably just reddit thing to be honest Mm mm-hmm Reddit think, but also, I mean, okay, let's be honest. Starfield reached their milestone this past week of hitting 10 million downloads. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? Um, yeah, 10 million Starfield explorers is what they announced. And so 10 million is going to hit the wider range of gamer personas, yeah. gamer tastes, perhaps. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, 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 I consider it feel... like less capital to more capital g gamer mm. sure yeah Sorry. like I, th- I think it's definitely hit the generic gamer base more and yep. by generic yeah. i mean people I, we kind of touched on it a little last week but like people who buy one game and play that one game for a long time they're not the people who have a finger on the pulse of you know games in general they honestly just buy a game because it either has hype around it or because it's from a studio from their childhood or something and they will play it that way Mm -hmm. and i honestly feel like when that happens like you're just going to get so many different receptions to a game like this So I guess it's important to say at the top of the hour, hi, we're the Tyranny of Thumbs. We're a gaming podcast and we play a game each week and then we talk about it. And so you could say mm-hmm. we're all capital G gamers out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. wow. I've never heard our intro used as a point before. I think it was nice. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think it is important just because of, like, it, it's, it's just so interesting because, yeah, like, I think... When I hear reception for this game from people who play games either for a living or play games as a serious hobby like we do, like their reception of this game is vastly different than much of the acclaim that I see on Reddit of people like singing this game's praises. Yeah. Um, yep. And I do think it's because of that distinction for sure. The, the question though is that like, do you think... How do I ask this? It's like, how 
how much of that is influenced by Reddit bandwagoning? I only say that because like, or like, and or like certain core tenants that we're starting to to figure out about the general populist gamers. I'll, I'll get to both these points in a second. What I mean is like, you know, okay, so Cyberpunk was a buggy mess, right? It's on the mind because the DLC is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a buggy mess, right? And maybe like you could say like, okay, generalist gamers were like really against buggy messes. Like you could say that, like that's that's certainly true. Um, and then they were really against like loot boxes in specifically Battlefront. Like, I'm just thinking about like these like big, big, like even the general gamer is pissed off moments. And I just like wonder how much they would have been pissed off if Reddit, had, Reddit hadn't like bandwagoned. Like, like how influenceable are these people to being like, yeah, that's a good point. That is bullshit, which doesn't have to be a bad thing. But I'm just, I'm curious if there's like a positive bandwagon that's going on here that's influenced some people or if it's just literally just that's how they feel. They just, they like it. Fuck it. It's a good game for them. Um. My theory is that I I think I do think it's more of that latter where I do think that there are a lot of people out there who genuinely believe that this is a good game. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that is due to the lack of exposure of what good games look like. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so insulting. Mm-hmm. But I I've between reading Reddit posts and I've also talked to somebody who is really liking Starfield right now. You did right field now. research. I did, I, did, I did my field research sample size of one. So nice. this is, you know, this is clearly the conclusion. Well, the rest that of us have zero. So what you want, like, yeah. I have, I have um, sample size one. Yeah, okay, so James, wait, so James has that one guy at work. That's true. Yeah. No, that's true. So you guys both did right. field research. Which means great. as a total, we have a sample size of two. <clears throat> that's true. And yeah. they seem yeah. to be kind of universal. And they might be. And I have you. Hold on. Have you explored if they're the same person? I'm not saying it's high likelihood, <laughs> but they do have similar opinions, do they not? I mean, I, I, I think so. James, this is the person that you work with, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this is somebody that I go to a running group with every week. Okay. They really live on opposite it. sides of the country. 99% certain they're a different person. Yeah. Unless he commutes back and forth, which that's like, I mean, yeah, maybe he comes <laughs> to the West Coast only for run club and then it goes back club. to the East Coast for work and home. Hey, you <laughs> know, is... he's done he's done crazy things for love before. So um... <laughs> shout out. Listen, haven't we all, brother? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK. But yeah, I mean, I, I think my conclusion is just that I, I think for 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 them, or at least for this one person, it's like, this is a very good game to them. And I'm like, oh, well, you need to play a game like Outer Wilds or something like Like, you need to actually see like what this done well looks like. And then you'll play this and realize the grievances. Because he's coming from the opposite spectrum where he's like, I don't understand all this criticism for the game. It's a beautiful game. It's game of the year, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, really yeah yeah i i get it like it's just um i've had this actual experience a lot it's like i okay when i was younger i used to be really good at like walking the mental gap from someone who like wasn't at the same position i was so someone to like myself and being like ah here's the steps you need to take to get here but Mm -hmm. i feel like we're really deep in gaming as a hobby at this point or at least i am but i I think we all Mm -hmm. are 
And so I don't know if you guys do it We've better. We've played our fair share of games these last couple of years, sure. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. And but, but before that too, like, um, and so it's just kind of like, I I always try to say something like, you should play Outer Wilds because that's a, really, like a good one of these games. And I've actually had quite a high miss rate on doing that for people. Mm-hmm. I've recommended Last of Us to people and have them go, walk away being like, I preferred Assassin's Creed. And I'm like, you preferred Assassin's Creed? Like, it's just like, I couldn't believe it. Um, but I think it just goes to show that like, at this point, yeah, like you're saying, like we are capital G gamers. We're very distinct from yeah from that type of person Mm -hmm. and part of the reasons that we almost innately like dislike this game or maybe flipped for them and reasons they like it like some of the systems are maybe too simple for us and we've seen them done better elsewhere and they enjoy that they're simple or something like that Mm -hmm. so because like you you say like oh go play outer wilds and i think to myself i like put my heart and soul into that game and it gave me more than its fair share back but some of these motherfuckers don't want to put their heart and soul into a game in the same way. Like, they don't want right. to sit there with the notepad. Although, ironically, some people are sitting here with a notepad for Starfield, but listen. Mm-hmm. But, but in, in different ways, for in sure, ways. Than, yeah. than for Outer Wilds, for sure. I think... Um, yeah. I mean, I think that... Um, I think that for a lot of people, the uh, Starfield is a great game for them. Um, and it's not a great game for us. Like, I think that, um, like this is a game for people that want a certain kind of things out of a game. Um, and, um, I mean, it just doesn't really provide what I want out of a game. Um, because I'm not looking for a game that I can sink, you know, untold hours into. Um, I'm not. I'm not looking for a game that I can kind of turn off my brain and play, and just kind of get little dopamine hits. Um, just from, I don't know, doing <laughs> mundane tasks in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not looking for a game where it um, just kind of doesn't have anything interesting to say. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't care about their games, like saying something about their games, meaning something they, they just want something that's like kind of fun (laughs) to just play right Mm -hmm. and like this game is kind of fun to just play um sure it's it is there is a sandbox in this game um but i don't want this sandbox i don't know if i really want sandboxes in general um i like more guided experiences i know that i'm not the only person (laughs) here that likes that Um, but also, I mean, like my coworker loves the size of the game. He loves games that he can kind of just devote his free time to. 
sure and know that he's like yeah he's spending seventy dollars on this but he's going to be able to inhabit this universe for hundreds of hours Dude, um, i want to say this james and it sounds kind of offensive but i do think it is like one aspect of this yeah and it's just you know we've talked about this concept many times before of like at what point in time in your life did it switch from like value of dollar per hour like you know you think you compare to a movie that was the back of the day crisis right i could pay, pay ten dollars for a movie yeah. and it's an hour and a half of fun or i could pay sixty dollars for a game and can it be more than you know that multiplied out and can mm-hmm. it be 60 hours and can it be 100 hours and it's like it just depends more on like the value of moment like right. mi- minute in the hour and also just how much time you have but what i would say is that and i really like i mean this with such kindness because i've had many periods in my life <coughs> where this was true but this is the type of game that feels like you can press weight in real life by playing yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. And I've had periods, especially as a kid, you know, it's like I just wanted to be later on in the journey. Like there was nothing exciting going on for me. I was doing my thing. I wanted to just go forward. Um, or yeah. even just, and that's like maybe a negative way to look at it, but sometimes you're doing all the things you want to do. Sometimes you're you're absolutely achieving everything you want in your life and the rest of the time you're exhausted and you just want to like vibe. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Like, and so I think for that's sure. this kind of game. And I think that, is a good thing for the right type of person and a dangerous thing for the wrong type of person. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. I think, um, <clears throat> I mean, and I think that that's part of the, you know, the enjoyment for a lot of people. I think, I think a lot of people that just kind of want a massive space world to exist in, uh, are getting a lot out of this game because it's a massive space world you can exist in. Yeah. Um, right. I think... Um, I think this is a great game uh, if you want a game where you can get home from work, smoke a bowl, and sit down to play a video game for like three hours and then go to bed. Like, this is amazing yeah. for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. This game is phenomenal for that. Because you can just, like, get lost in just, like, building a lunar colony, like, mining center that sends zinc to Mars, you know? Like, yeah. you can just do that, and that can be your night, and that will give you a lasting value for the rest of your playthrough or whatever. Um, And you can kind of, you know, zone out and do it. Um, But... I, I don't yeah I don't I don't feel like it <laughs> like that's not <laughs> it doesn't give me it doesn't spark joy to me right. to do right. that mm-hmm. um I think that so I I think that that's where a lot of these positive reviews are coming from is like it's kind of pretty um it's it's a smooth experience yeah yeah and you can just kind of, you can just play it. Like, it's, e- it's an easy game to just play. Um, get home from work, you're just like, now we just play. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
no you're you're right though james and i like i actually just again i've said this before a bunch of times and i think we're all sort of maybe saying to some degree this you don't have to like i don't have to say it for you but it's like if you enjoy this game in that yeah. way or in any way if you enjoy it then that's you win that's great you've right. done it you yeah, know what you I mean? found like a the, game that you enjoy like don't Hell let yeah. us take that away from you and like don't let us Hell convince yeah. you otherwise i i would just say that like it doesn't do the same at least for me and like i i urge you that if it doesn't do the same for you like consider that because like dude okay right. james when i was visiting you bro and i got a haircut before mm-hmm. the airsofting event um i was just having like a casual conversation with the fucking barber it's some hip ass fucking barber that you sent me to which was awesome um yeah and like i was sitting there and i was talking to the guy and he was like well like what's up and we were talking about different things you know casually talking about the area where we were etc and then he sort of drops like a hint that he was playing a video game and i was like welcome to our next hour friend like we're going (laughs) deep and he was like all right and we were both playing the like we're not that big a gamers card Mm -hmm. but like are we like that's the question because like he sounded sort of casual but like he's been doing it for a long time and so if you're sort of casual but you've been doing it for a long time you go somewhere you know and he was playing guild wars well yeah so that's that sort of the end of the story oh sorry sorry about that sorry (laughs) no that's my bad (laughs) no because it started like we were talking about he was like how's cyberpunk and i was like telling him about it and i was telling him like well it depends on what kind of games you're into and they've improved a lot and like the highs are good and like all sorts of things and then he was sort of like, yeah, and we we're talking about Red Dead, which is a fascinating game. And I think it's one of the games that we would really love to talk about on this podcast because it does some really like maybe brave things in the video game space that we can appreciate. And I think I will tie it back into this Starfield thing later uh, vis-a-vis Gabe's post that he he put somewhere, um, if we remember. And if we don't, I just mention it here and then tease that shit and get fucked, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but like we were just talking about different games and back and forth and like all that different stuff. And he, it's like a very like casual perspective, but he's sort of at some point in his adult life just bought a PC and was like, well, that's where my friends are. I guess it's sort of like an Xbox. Then at some point he just, you know, got into MMOs and was like, look, I kind of play them casually, but I really love them. That's where my, all my friends are. And then at some point he's like, yeah, and you know, like I'm, I'm part of this like casual raiding guild where we, you know, it's like 50 versus 50 versus 50 battles, you know, and uh, it's fucking insane. And I was just sitting there like, that is just like to me like well first of all it's the fucking dream but also like it's the dream for him it was like the way he was describing it is like you know he just plays games for fun to unwind or whatever but he sort of found his community and he's found his place and he ended up in what i would consider to be like pretty hardcore place but is doing it in his own sort of casual mixed hardcore way and i just like i hope that for a lot of these people that they like find something that like if this is is good is good for you then again you've already won but eventually i hope you find something deeper also when you're ready for it too mm. you know what i mean that, that's what right. i'm trying to say because it was such a mm-hmm. happy story for him to just be like yeah dude i just like i go home and i like build myself a whole fucking room in my basement and this house that i bought here and like it's just a gaming room and like yeah i just fucking play guild wars 50 versus 50 versus 50 and i was just like so that's the most hardcore thing anyone has said to me like in a long time <laughs> like like i'm gonna have to sit here and pull up that i have a podcast card like i don't normally do it but i'm feeling a little pressured in this conversation because your your dick is big or your e-dick or something so so yeah so i guess that's we just you know your e-peen as it were yep yep so okay let me ask this where do we want to start it though you know because i know we've got james you posted in here like 
you've got a quest you want to talk about you guys were dming about i'm sure some nonsense may or be not be related to this thing that was posted and then also gabe posted a link so kind of wherever people want to go i was talking to my coworkers, not the one that loves that that is is playing this game and is really enjoying it but some other ones about this game and i think i've come up with a bit of a thesis for this game and what like an overarching like i don't know I, I have two different things. One of them is a thesis, which is that this game um, was developed from a place of arrogance, and I think it shows. Okay. Damn, yep. all right. Loving it. Um, James, you're reading my notes. I love this. <clears throat> oh, really? <laughs> cool. And um, the other one is that it feels like it was, it's like a, like a high school political science essay. Uh, I also, I do get Interesting. that. Interesting. Because I, I, I get that vibe as well, for sure. <laughs> yeah. In that it's like not good analysis. Well, uh, James, like what you were saying, just really quick, like, like you were like, yeah. people, some people want games to have a message and to say something. And like, we've all been making fun of the videos that compile all the people who are like, I can't believe this game is saying so much shit. And I'm sitting there now in this moment, having evolved my thought enough to be like, no, you should actually be mad at like how confusing and lost its message is. It's it's not, it's not this like, like you could be mad at the pronouns if you want, but that's not like a full story. That's like one small thing. And like a lot of the political messaging in this is like very at least the stuff that I've run into is like very heavy handed and not particularly evolved. Oh like, yeah. It was Absolutely. just like, it was just like, you know, we <laughs> tried putting people in cages and that was barbaric. And you're like, God, it's slavery is bad. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds like not a future idea. That just sounds like you talking about not even the current, but mm -hmm. yeah. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that this game is not even woke in the slightest bit. Um, the I I I wrote down some notes last night, and then I turned off my computer, and the notepad did not save. Oh, um, unfortunate! Really cringe. So I I don't have my notes that I wrote that I wrote about uh, that I'm mad about. So there's that. <laughs> You can be mad about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Zoe, so, should we should we talk about this multiple universes thing that that we both discovered this this yes, week? Yes, let's let's go ahead because surprise, surprise, a space game's all about multiverses, mm -hmm. and it's all about parallel realities. So in vogue right now. So in vogue, and but, honestly, very predictable at this point. Right, predictable, <laughs> and also, is it even about multiple realities? Or is it just about getting you to New Game Plus? And, and that mm -hmm. is my, so my theory is that they wanted, they created such a large world with a thousand planets, they wanted to have some excuse for New Game Plus. And believe me, it is the most like roundabout way of saying New Game Plus as like, you exist as you in this universe, but you know, you step through this portal and you'll be you in another universe but stronger and you're like oh wow the game is literally giving me the definition of new game plus yeah. right now like yeah. and it's like i don't know for for one thing i i just get annoyed with multiple universes just because like i said it's 
it's been overdone. I feel at this point they've done it in like basically every single piece of science fiction media since probably like, I don't know, the one I thought would like start doing it well was Interstellar. And then I feel like people just took off after that. I'm like, parallel realities, mm -hmm. let's do it. Avengers did it. Everyone did it. Um, it just feels like that final mind blowing thing you can do where you're like, no way, bro. You know what I mean? Well, and, and right. the thing is that, that concept alone leads to, and maybe I'll get to it later, but it leads to what I would feel is like arguably one of the best parts of the game, question mark. Um, but the thing is like they, they'll mention parallel realities and then the concept of parallel realities will just disappear for hours at a time only to be brought up again. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, there's this multiple realities thing. Like, haha, like, don't forget about this. And then they disappear again. You go about and do fetch quests. It's because your like, whole, the whole game is in one reality until you hit new game plus. Exactly. Like there's no, there's actually, it's not even a game about multiple realities. It's a game about one single, it's like sequential realities. So, like, the main storyline doesn't somehow, like, go into, like, it's not about multiple no. realities. It just is, like, the end, and like, and now there's multiple realities. Yeah. You, like, it's really clear that, like, the game is getting you to a point, like, to collect all of the shards of this, like, gate that will let you access the Eye of the Universe. Cough, cough, unity. Um which will restart, which will, like, teleport you to a different reality. Mm -hmm. To a different... So... Is it just a high-level commentary on, like, sort of, like, was it Sisyphus rolls the ball up the hill and then it comes back down again? No, because that would be interesting. No, I know, but it kind of is, though. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm like, you know, with some this game, this game... This game is a high-level commentary on Sisyphus because... It's a tedious task that ultimately yes. has no meaning. Yeah. Yes. That they <laughs> want you to do again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Right. No, listen, listen, it's been 25 minutes and it's also three episodes on Starfield. If you love Starfield, oh I don't my know God, why you're still I'm here. back in. All right. This game is <laughs> right? amazing. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. an art piece because yeah. you're <laughs> actually supposed to be sort of tortured along the whole way and it's supposed to be like this oh. excruciating experience. And then once it restarts yeah. over again, it's like you've literally lived purgatory. It's right. an art piece on the modern and, experience. And by the way, just so you know, it's what they think gamers deserve is to live in purgatory. So listen. Yeah. But know. only if they can monetize it. Damn, monetize purgatory? I've never thought about that concept, but that is coming. <laughs> if yeah. that's not already here, that is fucking, it's on its way. Because yeah. it's like, what's the point of torturing them? Are we, to... are we already in monetized purgatory? Think about that. Yeah. It depends. Maybe honestly it is one of those um, things yeah. that people sort of mention i will say like a lot of a lot of older people i've i've been in contact with over my life sort of say something like that like they do they just sort of like yeah when i look back at all of it i worked a lot yeah yeah and i'm like yeah and they're like i don't know and then they kind of just like walk away and you're like damn like it hits <laughs> pretty hard um so yeah i don't know yeah a little but see that's why if you're already locked in to life's purgatory why not have a game that can pass the time yeah that's why a yeah. lot of people like sure. this game dude yeah <laughs> um 
but yeah, I, and I, I don't know. At the end, like, I don't, there's also, I'm going to describe it as, like, just self-masturbatory, like, congratulations <laughs> that the game developers give themselves being, like, you know, life would be nothing without the creators. Oh, aren't the creators wonderful in this world that they created all of this for you to do? Like, this is wonderful. Like, <laughs> wait, really? Like, <laughs> thank yeah, there's literally thank you for the creators for this. Hilarious. Like, where? It's it's your character telling you this, but it might as well be Todd Howard telling, telling you yeah. this. <laughs> like, it's this really weird thing of just like, and it walks you around being like, here's everything that you did in your playthrough. You joined the Free Rangers. And because of this, everyone has decided to be ever vigilant and look out for the innocent. So thank you for doing that. And oh, you see this animal that you created or like, you know, brought back from extinction. Because you did this, there's been now, you know, ongoing cooperation among like, among all the factions because you've done this. And they're just like, you know, thank God for the creators for giving you this stuff to do. <laughs> like essentially. Did you it did is... you watch the the like ending credits or something? Or did you get there? Um so so James, I stopped where you stopped and I, I ended up watching uh I watched girlfriend reviews finish their stream ah. at Starfield. And um yeah, I watched the ending, and once I saw that ending, I was like, "Yeah, I'm never finishing this game." Yeah, yeah. Really, Just let it, let it be. There's it's something. So this is what it's fucking. Not good, man. This is what Ko was talking about in one of his videos where he was warning against New Game Plusing right away, because apparently, like before the game had even officially released, he was playing it, and then someone else who had also gotten it early, some other streamer, was like rushed to New Game Plus. And then you get to have all your, like, sick powers and you get to go into the new game with all this, like, so don't, like, worry about the side shit or, like, any of that stuff. So apparently he gets to this end where then it goes through this long dialogue of, like, all the shit he, like, didn't do for the universe. Like, how, like, fucking basically just, like, absentee fucking parent he was for the universe. And he just sat there, like, <laughs> devastated. Like, <laughs> wait, what? So he rushed to New Game Plus and they were like, and because of that, like, the galaxy was overrun with evil and all this other shit. And he's just like, mm -hmm. excuse me? what <laughs> so i don't know it's just funny like i've just been waiting for this to come up in some other context because like obviously it's supposed to be like congratulations to everything you've done but if you've done nothing on purpose <laughs> it, it goes poorly right. yeah. if you've just raced yeah. a new game plus like hmm. and yeah i mean and so like all of this culminates because there is one huge story beat where it kills off your most the the companion that you have the most um i guess like affection for what did it I kill guess? sam for you well so so it's it's a choice basically what the game does oh. is it takes your two highest affection companions places one of them on the eye one of them in the lodge mm -hmm. and there's a story oh, beat where the there's these hunters you know these these starborn hunters because you're collecting these pieces and they don't want you to collect all collect them all right so Starborn the are like hunter... sparkly aliens. Cool. Yeah, essentially they phase in and out of existence. It's it's that um I don't know if you guys like ran into the guy at the bar who's like all in a mask. He's dressed all in black. He like talks like Darth Vader <laughs> half of the time. Hmm. Nope. He's he's a Starborn and he like he speaks like Hunter Yura in Elden Ring. Like he's <laughs> just like goes around the His the name is Star the Hunter, system. right? Yeah, he is called the Hunter. 
Um, but yeah, basically the hunter will attack the eye. And then you have a pivotal game decision where you can either go up to the eye where one of your highest affection companions is, go up and save them, or stay down at the lodge and defend the lodge with your second most affection mm-hmm. companion. Um, so for me, that was mostly Sam, and I guess Sarah happened to be my second most. Because you'd spent uh, any time you with took her. her on three missions. Because <laughs> I spent, <laughs> yeah, I took her on the three beginning missions that you're forced yeah. to take her on, sure. No, it's because the game um, recognized that you sold her gun and then reloaded for her. You know what I mean? That's a high <laughs> affection move, like, is it not? True, true. Um, but yeah, I, I went up to the eye to save Sam, and then, yeah, came back down to the lodge, to which then Sarah's dead body is there, and they're just like, oh. you ditched us. Like, how could you? Uh-huh. Like, so, because you so did this, you died. Mine was um, Andreja was in the lodge, and Sarah was on the eye. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andreja is a much more interesting character than Sarah, Um so I stayed in the lodge with her mm-hmm. and went up and um, Sarah was lying, like dying on the ground. And Andreja was just standing right next to her really stiffly. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. I started and then I like clicked the dialogue option on Sarah and uh, Andreja um teleported to holding her in her arms holding sarah's body in her arms yep. mm-hmm. crying over her and then said a line and then teleported to standing really stiffly staring out into space um <laughs> okay. and then teleported back to uh <laughs> holding sarah in her arms and then did this like 30 more times as the dialogue <laughs> and that sounds like point. a classic bethesda quote-unquote was... cut scene it's it's something to do with that scene that so because i i played out both scenarios just because i was curious um and yeah basically like it sounds and also from what i've read whoever if you decide to defend the lodge there's just a ton of bugs that happen when you go back up to the eye between people phasing in and out of comforting slash like mm-hmm. holding the dead body Jesus. to the bug that I had, which was after people are mourning over Sam Coe's body, you have to go check on the other people on the eye, except yep. Barrett. Barrett is floating <laughs> up to the ceiling, phases through the roof into space. <laughs> I cannot reach him. <laughs> I, I cannot complete the quest. Oh. I reload like five times. He's still floating through the ceiling. His people I, needed I, him, bro. Apparently. And so I was like, well, I guess this is even more of a reason why like Sam should not die because I cannot even finish my game mm-hmm. if I go this mm. route. <laughs> and that was after the least interesting quest on the eye when the eye breaks down and you have to like go around fixing it. Do you flip it's switches? like it's yes. You mm-hmm. you click it's a worse. thing and then you get a dialogue box that tells you oh you fixed it. <laughs> right. It's yeah. it's it's the it's, biggest like early like it, it's a game from the middle 2000s sort of thing because yeah it's like, it feels like they tried to do more and then said this isn't working let's just write what happens instead of actually make you do it 
Yeah, well, because because I, I think what happens is you need to have one of your highest companions. Like the the task that they're doing needs to go wrong to make them stay on the eye. Mm. But like they just didn't have time to code it for the four companion possibilities as possible. So it's just like yeah, <laughs> it's literally something where like Barrett's like. Looks like these gunners need to be back online. Can you go check that computer? You go to the computer, press guns online, and he goes, thank you. And you're yeah. like, wow. Sarah goes like, I need help like tightening these screws. Can you pick up that wrench? You go to the wrench, press enter, and it says pop up, you fixed all of the... You yes, fixed, you yes, yes. yes. The it's this it's is also painfully off. bad. And, and this is like one thing, if it's, it's in a side quest, we have to repair someone's ship who's like, oh, no, my ship's been fucked up, but I'm dying at the captain's helm or whatever. But this is whatever. main, it's main quest shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so bare. It's just like, oh, no, you need to help he or she who is in the lodge or something, you know? Yeah. Just like, you're like, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, you've really like mm-hmm. thought this one. Th- it's just, it's really sad because like. It's you want to believe that this is the type of game that could have like taken something forward and done something really <laughs> insane. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? And like yeah. you think about like if they were willing to take any risks with like taking political stances or anything, you know? Like BioShock did one of the most beloved games of the 2000s. Yeah. Um like, you know, take take a a stance. <laughs> But I don't even need to take uh, a and stance. This game like, does take a stance, but um, it's not a good stance, in my opinion. <laughs> not a progressive stance in the slightest. It's just, is um, it, like, it doesn't even need to be a political stance. Could it be like a stance towards moving video games forward? You know what I mean? Just like a because st- like think about what what you guys are describing is a least is a less impactful like ending of Mass Effect or even just ending of any of the Mass Effect games. Mm-hmm. like but like those like maybe if you play well there million... isn't an ending because the ending of this game is really obviously like you go into new game plus yeah you know right yeah this is a game that expects you to want to play it and that goes back to my thesis <laughs> this game mm-hmm. oh man was uh developed from a place of extreme arrogance this game fully expects you to be bought in from second zero and want to play the game Yeah, for hundreds of hours. Mm-hmm. This game makes no attempt to hook you <laughs> with anything Seriously. like interest. <laughs> and the well, beginning is really And I would argue bad. the one thing that actually ended up hooking me was 70 hours into the game. Yep. Which then the case is like, okay, like, I'll I'll talk about this quest later, because actually it's really cool, and it's, like I said, it's the highlight of the game, but I think it begs the question of, A, why is this not the caliber you take towards all of the main story quest lines? Like, oh, fuck, you're capable. Why is it this? Why not? More. (laughs) Right, like, it's like you're capable. And and I think to go off of your point, James, of like, this comes from a place of arrogance, I just also think... My other argument is just like I think this game really highlights the idea that Bethesda's trying to go by, like get by on name and name alone without doing any improvement. Like or just, you know, they're just trying to get by on reputation and they're not actually showing any signs of growth as mm. they do it. 
Dude, what's insane? And in a way, like, I think that plays into the arrogance of, like, I feel like they go into this being like, we're Bethesda. Play yeah. this game. You're going to want to play it. And... 10 million downloads. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, 10 million downloads later, like, I guess they're successful, but not to, like, But, like, this capital is a flash G in the pan standards. game. Like, nobody's yeah. going to think about this game in two years. I don't mm-hmm. think so, but... I don't... So, this so, is, like... If if the sorry, Go if ahead. this game is available to mod in a really really deep way, then this is a great like toolkit for other people that actually want to tell interesting stories can use to tell those stories. If you can't do that, then like what what is there to do in two years? You so know? here's what like, you're saying, James. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is that they lowered the quality of like the coding. No, no, not the quality, but rather the <sighs> the difficulty, complexity. the complexity of their quest design so that modders can come in and have you click on things on the ship too and have them pop up with dialogue boxes for the story because then it just fits yes. right into the game. It's like perfectly seamless modded content. Right. Got it. Yeah. That's that not point. quite what I was saying, but like it works. Yeah. No, but the thing is, okay. What I would say is that there is a Bethesda formula that is very proudly shown here, mm-hmm. but it's the stuff that we're all confused with because it's the modern Bethesda formula, not as much the old school one that maybe a lot of us, or at least I fell in love with back in the day. It's like they had depth in a certain way, but they realized that as they were stepping through Elder Scrolls and getting less deep, they were hooking more people like they realized they could like create a larger funnel into their game by making them simpler and making them like more broader appeal and they just sort of saw that over and over again and so i actually think this game is like a really really like intentional step in that way where like even though it actually is insanely complex in a lot of ways especially the beginning is just destructively but like then once you kind of get it it's 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 simple but they've made a lot of improvements to this game they're just not in any of the areas that like we care about like the ship Mm -hmm. like like the graphics like the technical not just the technical graphics but literally the graphics of technical things like they looked at computers real hard Mm -hmm. when they modeled them like right like oh like so hard like harder than they looked at any model in any of their game ever yeah. And, like, so they, like, went insane on that shit. Like, it's universal. Their modeling team understood the assignment <laughs> and, like, they they went off they, in yeah. this game, yes. mm-hmm. for sure. But like, but, 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 like, to your point, like, they didn't innovate on, like, the storytelling or, like, the quest design. If anything, they've, like, right. lowered like, the quest the, design. Right, like, the actual meat and potatoes of the game. Like, a lot of their subsidiary portion, sure. Like, they made <coughs> astronomical improvements from what they've done before yeah um but i think when it comes down to it like the the what i consider to be like the bare minimum of things like writing like story like it just it's it's almost like they just don't care and like i said they're just trying to get by on reputation alone well this is a bethesda game of course you're gonna be doing this fetch quest like this like and i'm like you could have innovated off of this yeah or like even something as simple as like it's it's like my personal like gripe but i'm sure maybe other people have the same gripe but like the 
walk run ratio between you and npcs the oh fact that your walk God. is slower than your, their walk or their run or the npcs run is slower than your run it yeah. feels um, intentional it, it feels intentional and, and the thing is it's a problem in every bethesda game it happened in fallout mm-hmm. it's happening again in starfield but it's just like this should be like this should be solved by now. Like there, you mm-hmm. can't tell me that QA people were playing this game and thinking that that was fine. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I think I think that this is an this intentional fixed? choice. <laughs> I think it's a choice. Like they well, chose well, that speed. Why? <laughs> why? Um, like what, when when like eighty percent of the quest instructions are follow so and so. Yeah. I, Why? <laughs> I yeah, I think they just like gamers just running around like dumbasses while these NPCs just walk slowly to fucking wherever and like and, talk about some random bullshit. Like, yeah, cause like, cause like, okay, there's a lot of different ways that games solve this. Okay, you can match the walking speed like with your human control, but my favorite is just like a, you get next to them and you press a button and it just like puts you into a walk with them. Right. And then you can right. like watch the cutscene. Cyberpunk scene. did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, Red Dead does that, like on the horse next to people. Mm-hmm. And then you just get the vibe in the conversation, and like all of a sudden you're actually like in the conversation a little but, bit. But like mm-hmm. that requires the conversation to be written and like valuable. Yeah. And like I don't, I don't, I don't think that that Bethesda thinks that their conversations are valuable. <laughs> With the way that other people are just talking yeah. randomly in the background over and you like over the top yeah. of it, and you're just right. like, no. there's a lot happening there. You know, I don't, I don't think that they respect the writing. You know, I don't think that they respect the story. I think that they first and foremost is the player being able to do kind of anything in any ex- uh, situation. But the problem is that that leaves us in this situation where like. Yeah, you can like just go into a different room, but why? Like <laughs> it's not valuable. I'd rather just like have the conversation go, you know? I don't know. I got I guess it just like boggles my mind that like their solution, quote unquote, to this would just be like, Oh, you're disrespecting our game? okay well like we'll create systems to like allow you to disrespect like a disrespect seems like such a strong word but like that's almost like how i feel like it is it's like like you said like this this writing's of like no value so like feel free to move about the cabin and like loot everything yeah and it's just like yeah if you don't have the confidence to like demand our attention for that like why why even make a game <laughs> like yeah i right. I, I, why I, make feel a story? Like, <coughs> yeah. I feel like they're like lost in like the sauce of like what is our unique bethesda formula is it the ability to loot the entire room while the npcs are talking is that what gets people off about our games you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because like maybe like it, i is think it... i think that that's part of it i think that they think that that's a valuable option for people, they're like, well, some people aren't going to care, so just let them loot the room. Um, but I, I I, just thought of, like, why the speed between running and walking could possibly, you know, they think it's valuable. is because it forces you to, like, maintain focus. I mean, maybe... But, but like, like it's focused on you, it's, but my focus yeah. i was gonna say bullshit. my focus is focused on like 
hitting the caps lock button on and yeah. off to like catch up to them as I'm trying. Yeah. It might be a like keyboard I said, thing. Like, I, I try to RP in this. Like I, I want to walk behind them and listen to what they have to say. And I don't care if it's interesting or not, but I feel like it makes sense for my character to do that. Yeah. Um, I think it's easier on controller to do this. Yeah. I would also say that. Hmm. A little. <laughs> but yeah. But like, but you could imagine a world where they created an option for the people like Zoe in this world that want to just like, Plus, like, I don't want to sit like, like this. Yeah, why not just have a, you know, auto follow option? That's You know, that'd be, be you know, th that's a mod, you know? Yeah. Like, no, it's a mod. modder community, you know? Well, if so, it doesn't exist, make it make it so, please, God. And, and that's please. a bit of the arrogance, too, right. to be honest. Like, it is just them being like, we're going to make an amazing sandbox for you and you're going to mod the stuff that you actually want. And like our vanilla experience is a certain way. And then like mods immediately come in and mm -hmm. change it up. Like, yeah. cause all the other games are kind of like that. Like mods are immediately coming in and changing up the UI or changing up the fucking, I mean, yeah. perk system. So you can get what you get all the perks at the beginning, but even just bug fixes in the past used to be like something that they would relegate to the peons of the fucking yeah. internet <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. So I, the I, perk system is like one of the things that I was thinking about for the arrogance of like you're gonna want to play this game, you know, a lot. Yeah, is like you know to get all this stuff. Yeah, it all it, it all feels gated behind a hundred hours of gameplay. I think to me too. I think my I feel like we're all skipping to our review sections in some ways because like we have our thoughts about this game. Um. But to me, like, I completely agree with, like, I think this is an incredibly arrogant game that they've put out. But I think it's arrogant in the sense, like, this is the most vanilla, nothing gaming experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I talked about it a lot last week, and I don't need to re go rehash all of it. But, like, I think this game is essentially soulless. Like, 90% yeah. of the quests that I did, not even 90, 100% of the quests that I did ended with nothing. With, like, the least meaningful payoff to a questing experience that I've that I've had in video games. Like, they just, no matter what the set piece is, no matter what happens, it's going to end with, like, essentially nothing. Yeah. Um, the game itself, like, the planets are boring. I mean, everything about it is just kind of boring and vanilla like it's just very vanilla there is nothing there there is nothing weird i think james i think james said that last week or zoe said it like yeah. it's a really good point there's nothing weird in this game there's nothing unusual there's nothing exciting and the things that are unusual and exciting they just kind of like let die slowly and to me like that's an incredibly arrogant way to make a game that's essentially them saying we are bethesda we're big enough that you're going to buy this we're going to get great reviews it looks pretty good it's the most bug-free it's ever been, and it's kind of just bland, so it's not really going to offend anybody. It's just going to be there, and you can play a 1,000 hours, and you should, and you should pay us $70 or like 100 if you want to do it early. Yeah. And I think that's incredibly arrogant, and I, I mean, like, genuinely, I hope that they lose fans over this. Like, I hope well, that- they are. I think that they are. I think a lot of the, like, capital G gamers, people like us, or, like, longtime Bethesda fans who are- tired we just it, <laughs> just in it's, general it's just in general but like i mean like james i think james has explained it really well a couple of times like this is just not a game that we want in our lives i'm not interested in playing this 
-hmm. Like, I've had gaming experiences that are so above and beyond anything that this game is giving me that I don't need this in my life. I don't need a thousand hours of this. Um, I don't even need 20 hours of this, it turns out. And so, like, I, I think that's an arrogant way to make a game. I think that's them just saying, like, this is, we're just this big, we're just as good you're going to play this for See, the next seven years while we work on our next game. You know what I mean? I, I get I get this perspective, but I do think, like, there is arrogance in this game for sure. But, again, it's like, there are a lot of motherfuckers that like this game. Well, I know. And actually, can I... And that's not even arrogant. That's just like... Is this a moment? Can I bring to the table Exhibit A? Sure. Yeah. Because I think... Yeah. I mean, generally, all I want to do is agree with what James and Zoe have been saying. And I think James in particular has said this a couple different ways for the past, like, month. And it's, like, really latched into my brain. Hmm. But I was scrolling along Reddit, as you do, and found a, po- a post defending Starfield. They were like, no, this game is not worse than all the other Bethesda games, which I think people have been saying. Um but like it's great like i love this game and here is his claim for why we should listen to him this is his resume this is his resume i quote i have over 800 hours in skyrim over 1400 hours in fallout 4 and over 400 in fallout 76 all on modded yeah. I have never downloaded a single mod for any of those games that's just a throw and i why? love them and so like he goes on but i think this person is the gamer that this game is made for like this is who james has been talking about like this, this is, is the todd gamer. howard's like secret account Son. yeah this is <laughs> what dream is someone who played fallout 76 for 400 hours 400 hours yeah he's played over this person's well over a thousand own hours resume in invalidates their own opinion Okay, so that, I, I know, that. I read it out loud to Gabe, but I was like, Gabe, what, I have something that's going to trigger you. Like, what do you think about this? And, like, Gabe made it just a very sad noise. But, I mean, yes, for me, this person's resume means that, like, this person and I are not on the same, we are not looking for the same things in life. No. Yeah. Like, we do not want the same things out of our games. And so we're going to like different things. And, like, I think it's a great point is like this this guy loves starfield this is exactly what he wanted but for me this is this is a a hard pass like i don't i don't need this and Um, you know that can be okay yeah it can't i mean it's it's sad for me because i loved bethesda games and it's sad for me to be like okay the next game that they put out i don't know that i'll buy it Mm mm-hmm like if it's elder scrolls you don't think you buy that well that's it's i mean really that's i was gonna say that's the thing like i i feel like i feel like i'm hearing the exact same thing i heard with fallout 76 where everyone's like well this is the nail in the coffin for bethesda it's like bethesda's gonna go underground they're going to they're gonna resurface you know five to ten years down in the future and people are going to just have starfield enough in the back of their memory or not even remember it that they'll be like this time for sure (laughs) and i think that's what they're banking on but again like it's gonna work people Mm -hmm. just it's just not us i I guess this is okay you know what it is this is it bro this game is going to be and this studio is going to be the best test for us like litmus test for can you just fully throw 
for the hardcore people with the microphones. The streamers, the fucking podcasters. Can you just like mm-hmm. throw, and it's not universal, but I would say it's a lot. It's not as much as I would if, expect. If you get co-carnage <laughs> to not really love your Bethesda game, like that's that's kind of damning. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, definitely. Like, and, and, and so I'm just saying like, what is it's almost like can they survive that uh yes and but like how much like what is the damage they have 10 million downloads on this well i agree but yeah this game is a success it's a huge success yeah um but but well like okay so you gotta understand there's there's more factors so fallout 76 right that was done by their b team and mm-hmm. it was an attempt to make good on the idea of what if we had a multiplayer co-op Fallout game. And um, for what it's worth, apparently it's been, you know, they don't get the cred for it. Apparently it's been fixed a lot in the same way as a lot of these other games are. So, like, we'll probably come back, you know, eventually and be like, Cyberpunk was fucking excellent. They fixed it. And 76 never got a stew for that because the hate train was too intense. Um, and there wasn't really a good love train counter. But, but like, that was their B-team. And their A-team was fucking off for 10 years trying to make this thing, right? And that was, like, a different story. So this is, like, the double blow. So, like, to, to be, like, the B-team this... of your studio fucked something up yeah. is one thing. But to be, like, the B-team fucked up, then the A-team fucked up right after in a nice one-two punch combo, it's it's something. <laughs> and, yeah. It's something, but, but if also they got they got bought by Microsoft. The... Hmm. True. But also, I, I think if their next release is going to play off of the nostalgia factor, I think there are some people that are going to be back on board. Oh, yeah. If it's going to be Elder Scrolls, yeah. it's going to play to the nostalgia crowd. But yeah. also, it's going to be... Oh, I can't even say it's not that. It's going to be better. It's going to be better. McCoy, I, no, it is. McCoy, okay, wait. I've been not wanting to do this for, to you the yeah. whole time. Yeah. But I'm going to do it to you now because you just said that. Uh-huh. And I would like to remind you of what you said before Starfield came out. Yeah. Like, we would be on long walks or we'd be, I think mm-hmm. even just talking with these guys. So maybe sure. James and Zoe can remember this. Sure. But you were, I think, the only one among us who was like, Starfield's going to be good, y'all. They mm-hmm. can't fuck it up. They cannot release a bad game. So it's going to be good. No, because yeah. you have to understand like, that statement. No. You have to understand. That statement was, it has to be good. And then it's in parentheses, because if it's not. No, but you thought this was going to be good. I thought there was a right. chance for sure be- it was going to be good, yeah. <coughs> you thought it was going to be good because you <coughs> thought that if they released a bad game, it was it's curtains yeah. for Bethesda. And yet they sort of did their own thing where they released a bad game in my eyes, but they released a good game in a lot of other people's eyes. And so maybe they do get away with it. And then maybe it is just a sign to get off the train. I just think it's like when you overlap all the factors with this game of like compared to what an Elder Scrolls would be, an Elder Scrolls would be on one planet. Like it would be back to like a reasonable way to get through the world. But like all of the value in this game is like on an amount of land less than the size of, you know, half of, you know, <laughs> Skyrim's yeah. map, right? Like, yeah, what you mean? Like, one planet, like, planetary, like, all of the, the content in this game is, like, you know, not, it's not even, uh, anything which is simulated in game form, which is more than one planet, is like 
a lie, right? It's like it's it all could just be on one planet, right? I know what you mean, but because, I just think, but literally just flying between the planets, yeah. like just like literally that act of like separating it all together and like doing a lot of running, like yeah, I feel like it just like, doesn't do any favors. Um, right. But yeah, fair. Listen, like they could put massive canyons in between all the different biomes in the next Elder Scrolls, bro. You should. Send and then them you a have to like that. Like you have to it. like get into a a glider, and then glide over the canyon. Oh my god! Um, and then there's like pirates that that are in gliders, and you have to like fight them, but mm-hmm. only sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then you have I contraband in for your you? fucking your yeah. backpack, and then you have to like, right. get scanned by the the magicians. We found some organs. Um, <laughs> no, I get it. Listen, listen, listen. I totally get it. It's like yeah. my taste as a gamer have changed a lot. They've also gone yeah. in a direction that's very different from me. You combine these yeah. two things and you combine with, I think, some, I want to call them just facts. Like maybe you guys could back me up. Like, 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 so as a story expert, right? You can, I could say something like, the writing in this game is mostly bad. I could say that and feel like I'm standing on somewhat solid ground. So then you I would agree with that together. statement. Yeah. So then you add those things together. Right. It's like different direction for the studio, different direction for me, and some things that I would consider just be objectively not to the quality standards that I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can put there's a lot of factors. It's a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think personally, like space and and sci-fi is like a touchy genre for me. I love absolutely love certain things in that zone. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot that I find to be absolutely awful. And so, yeah, like, there's a lot of, there was a lot of factors here, for sure. But, yeah, if they come out with Elder Scrolls 6, right, and it's not an innovation, like, it's not different, it's, it's more, a lot more of this, a lot more of the same. If there's build your own town. But that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> going to be. The same thing. They've found their formula, right? Like, I mean, all of these games follow a formula. And at this point, they release them so infrequently. And they're so huge. And they have so many fans. But I don't know if it's... I don't know if they think about it as like a risk-reward thing of like, it's not worth risking anything by innovating here. We should just do what we did last time. Like, I... I feel mm. like it's just going to be this again. But it'll be in Fantasyland now. Do you think that they spent 80% of their development time building worse versions of other game game uh, of systems in other games in this engine and then at the very end scrambled to make a story to put them all together like because like I feel like there's so many other games like in this game just like done worse mm-hmm. like kerbal space almost... program is in this game right with building the ships yeah no man's sky arguably the best part no man's sky is in this game but like with the like i mean flying around but worse. Arguably the but, worst part <laughs> but i mean the worst part is certainly there i mean like the the mining is in this game it's like so bad (laughs) um and then and like the 10 meter i don't know everything about the mining in this game is just like why did you put this in the game 
Um, the the like base building in this game, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I didn't really engage with that very much, but it didn't look great. Yeah, um, that's just and Fallout it forced 4. you to do a bunch of mining or just like clicking buttons. Like, arguably, and... the Sims portion of this game of like setting up like mm-hmm. any sort of outpost or like even apartment setting, mm-hmm. like it. I did not partake, but watching other people do it, it looked difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like the settlement like building in Fallout difficult? 4 was really cringe. I like tried yeah. to interact with it, but it just mm-hmm. it wasn't really for me. Turns out I don't like I don't like building bases for no fucking reason. Like if it, if <laughs> if it's not necessary for the game, like get me the fuck out. Uh. Yeah, I absolutely love that this game was like we need to hide the artifacts. Do you want to hide them on your ship or on your outpost? And I was just like, I'm not building an yeah. outpost. I'm going to hide it on the ship. Right? I'll get out For of here. real. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just uh, this the outpost mechanic. Like, I feel bad because, like, some people are going to, like, love that shit. And maybe, like, it's the Subnautica portion or the Sims portion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like. But, like, why not just play Subnautica if you love base building? Like, But maybe they already played Subnautica, bro. Right, they're just looking for Subnautica in space. Space Nautica. If they, but it's Go ahead. Subnautica Go is ahead. in space. Ha ha. <laughs> well, but Jay, I was I was just gonna say like to your point though like I I agree with you and ultimately it also comes to another one of my conclusions which is like I think this is one of the most disjointed open world experiences. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. played. Now, granted, my open world experiences in games is limited, but also it just seems like all of these pieces, like the game, I was watching the game hurt itself in confusion (laughs) from all of its systems that would conflict with each other. Uh And it becomes painfully obvious after a time that multiple teams are working on this with little to no communication amongst them. Mm -hmm. And I only know that because I had... So many instances this time around where I had to look up like how to proceed with the main quest line only to find out that the main quest line wasn't going to work with me because of a ship that a quest line gave me as a reward Mm. or like I was in another part of a quest that bugged out the main quest line. So like for instance, um, you after you complete the rangers quest line you get this really sick ass ship at the end that james was talking about last week it has like 2400 storage it's like massive but it's extremely wide and you get it as a reward and because the storage is so good naturally you're gonna make that your home ship also like the interior looks sick as hell it's like got 16 crew stations it looks like you know the um it, it it looks like Star Trek in yeah, there the with like Star Command and like everyone sitting around you. So it's like naturally you're gonna make that your main ship. But then there's a main quest line that requires you to land at a like a shrine, and it's a shrine that's on an island surrounded by a lake that when you try to swim in it kills you after thirty seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I fly to this planet with this shrine. My ship lands outside of this island. I go to swim to the island. I die. I'm like looking around. I'm like, do I need to like approach the island from a different way? I like take 10 minutes to run around this lake, go to the other side of this island, swim across, die. 
I'm, I'm trying everything. I can't figure out why I can't make it to this island. There's no, like, the, the, my scanner's telling me I need to go into the lake to get to this island. And I'm like, I'm dying, however. And I look it up, and it's because my ship is too big that technically, technically if I flew a smaller ship like the Mantis or the beginning starting ship, the ship will land on the island. Oh my but because God. I'm flying the ranger mm -hmm. ship that is too wide, the ship lands outside of bounds, and there's no way. So I had to go back to Atlantis, switch out my home ship, and, and this is after looking it up online. If I did not have the internet, I don't think I ever would have figured it out yeah. of what to do. And then you downgrade your, um, your capacity, which could be a nightmare in of itself. Right. And so it's just like, the, these are, it's a crust quest reward that is getting in the way of actually completing the main quest there. And I just think that's unacceptable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, no one thought about this of like, hmm, maybe this ranger ship needs to be a little bit narrow so it can actually land on some like. Or some maybe areas. we need to fix this island so that all of yeah. our ships can land on it. Yeah. Exactly. Do you yeah. guys think that it's ever just the straight up the QR testers QA who testers. are QA, fuck, QA testers who are writing the articles about how to do this after the fact? They're, that's like, like their software oh, to get yeah. out. Oh, they're just fucking like right. Like some poor QA tester for Beth for Bethesda discovered this bug, sent it in, was like, "Hey, you have to fix this." And Bethesda was like, "Write a eh, post on Reddit. Never about mind." It. Three days after the game comes out, and so on yeah, your main when the game, like the day the game game comes out, like these QA testers have like a list of things that they need to publish articles on. So like, no one's ever gonna get this. Well, it damn i would love that to that's be kind of that's a great theory i i'm gonna that is my headcanon now i don't care if it's yeah. true or not yeah yeah sometimes the conspiracy is more fun than reality definitely is but like yeah i mean i i think you said it really well that, that their that their teams aren't talking to each other and it, it feels like this game was kept really heavily under wraps and so like the qa testing was limited like they didn't like put it out to a lot of people I don't know, or so well the qa testing was like very strong as well mm -hmm. like for other things too right i mean yeah, but like this is, is like... the least buggy game bethesda's ever so released. it is at the beginning but apparently the end is all sorts of fucked up for all sorts of different people when it comes to quests yeah. and otherwise um but that's true of every game I well think... true but it's like it's it's clearly like they just really polished the beginning at least but, right but but here's what i'm saying okay i actually want to connect this back to like elena what you were saying about the side quest because i think it does actually show a bethesda philosophy of development that has problems but also has potentially strengths but they're just not as showcased here i think they were sitting there when they were at least with this game but potentially with other ones as well and i would go as far as there's other ones as well they were sitting there and go going okay we're gonna make this like giant universe or giant world or whatever you want to do for different games and we're gonna like have self-contained stories in them you know what i mean like that's what all their games feel like is like you roll into this cave and all of a sudden you see <coughs> a very unique like home for some weird individual but they're all self-contained and i feel like they they were more emboldened with the space universe of like okay you do a side quest like 17 planets over from this other planet it's not gonna affect it at all it doesn't matter that you mm -hmm. save the fucking farmers or not on this fucking planet because that shit doesn't matter in the grand scheme of the universe and that's kind of almost the the beauty of this universe is that they were like all of your side quests should be like self-contained for the most part because they all really essentially don't 
matter in other parts of the universe. They matter to the people that you affected, but they don't really matter anywhere else because why would it? There's stuff happening in the universe all the time. And so I feel like they were like emboldened by that to be like, yeah, just write a million self-contained things and then place them in the universe. And then we'll just sort of like figure it out from there. And when, yeah, when you point out what's always pointed out, which is like this faction quest, which I would not even consider, I guess it's a side quest, but it's like, if there was a secondary main quest, it would be the faction quest probably. So it's like a secondary main quest is fighting the main quest. Like that is, yeah, that is, that's pretty Mm -hmm. bad. (laughs) It's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah. And like, it just, it doesn't feel hard. Like on the one hand, right. We're four people. So it's like, on the one hand, yeah, like maybe we're unique or something. But on the other hand, it's just like I don't really feel like what you're talking about is something that I would have been like, fuck, really? Like it doesn't feel like that would never happen with anyone playing that game at their place. And then the fix is like go somewhere else where you can change ships and then like come back. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. It makes me think I... about yeah, to... Like, I think it's it maybe also speaks to, like, one of the dangers of having a game in development for so long. I don't actually know. I don't think the story of, like, I don't know if they had just one creative director the whole time or, like, how much turnover they had during this project. I know there's other games that are released with, like, five creative directors and you play that game and you're like, well, this is a fucking nightmare. Because there's no, like, continuity of vision. I'm not saying that happened here because I don't think it did. I actually think this game is, like, fairly samey in like a, i guess a good way um like it's consistent but i do wonder if what zoe's pointing out is like a symptom of how long this game was being developed for and how huge it is of like i they probably did had very separate teams working on different things and be like this over here is your purview and you do this over here and like no one really talks to each you know what i mean um and and, and just like how like how long was this game in this exact state before they released it do you know what i mean like how many different iterations of it did they test fix bugs but then change in some meaningful way that meant it was totally a different landscape and the bugs were different Mm -hmm. now because like how the fuck do you not just get a dope ship and play the rest of the game with that dope ship how the fuck do you not do that like no one you can't do it with that ship also because you get to a certain quest line in the main quest and it's like it literally tells you, like, you need a ship that can actually jump 21 light years, and your ship only can jump 18 light years or something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I knew that um, was going to become relevant somewhere. As they force you to interact with the park system yet again to get the parks that let you do a <laughs> ship that can jump, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Exactly. Actually, what you just need to do is, like, dunk 90k into a new ship uh that can jump 30 light years and then you're just fine uh yeah (laughs) um but ah man this game also has like destiny at home um (laughs) energy to it as in like we have destiny at home like exactly yeah amazing um you get magic powers like yep. Mm-hmm. But they suck. Yeah. 
Like, they're not cool, exciting magic powers. Well, one of them is, I will say, very exciting in the reverse way, which is, like, the one that gives you oxygen. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I can just skip out on this super annoying system, which is, like, Exactly. Cool, yeah. but also it allows like, you to avoid the bullshit. But, like, but avoiding the bullshit is an important thing in video games, for sure. Like, like you know, think about a Dark Souls game, right? You start it, and it's like you don't have enough stamina to do as much shit as you want to do. Right. Yeah, and that could be annoying. that's not the same thing as getting like a super sick power. I'm sorry, but no, like, I know it's not. Oh, sorry, is that your your overall point? No, no, no. What I'm saying is that like there is some value to creating things that aren't optimal yet, so that you can improve them and have them be optimal, and then enjoy that. But oh, absolutely. But this one just feels a little offensive to me personally. Of like, it's not just like it's not optimal. It's like the over encumbrance system is like super fucking annoying i'm like watching tiktok on the side to like wait for my oxygen to come back because i can't even alt tab from the game because then it pauses mm-hmm. so i'm like pulling out my laptop like on the side <laughs> to like try to watch something and it's like now you have a power that just skips it and i'm like but you had the power the whole time to skip it <laughs> like, <laughs> which is maybe too far but yeah i'm curious because I got a bunch of powers. I like sped run a bunch you of powers. You got a bunch of powers, yeah. did you? Yeah. And then I, I want to see what they were. And they're what people, some people would der- derisively call them as uh, shouts in space because shouts are the powers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it's not lost on me that they had Dragonborn and Skyrim and then Starborn and Starfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, There's a lot of it's fan fucking service. Fucking on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think the fan yeah. service in a lot of ways is, is a li- yeah it's like do they think we're stupid i mean maybe honestly maybe but yes i do think that they think we're stupid and i think i might agree with them sometimes depending on how much rest i've had but 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 the shouts okay the powers in this game are (laughs) actually the ones i got at least were so offensive to me that it violently made me put down the game because tell me about them well okay so like there's stuff like create like a gravity force field in front of you or there's stuff like push things in front of you which you know pushes the classic Pusarada. that's like the memeable one from skyrim but there's stuff like that Except there's a actually. dash like an air dash there's uh detect things between behind walls which is actually cool and handy for a stealth playthrough i appreciate that one um but the thing is that like they to me show you everything you need to know about why this game ultimately doesn't do it for me it's like the the like area of effect in front of you for the powers and the powers themselves feel so weak Mm -hmm. like your air dash Mm -hmm. doesn't go very far like do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah i thought it was gonna actually like be i was gonna be able to actually like go long distances to like go to some particular point on a planet and then i used it and went like maybe five, five feet, feet. Oh and i was God. like what you the jump fuck? off the first like fucking large thing you find you air dash then fall a little bit then use your jackpack a little bit then air dash and it's just the most pathetic like jump sequence like i've ever seen and you don't get very far and you're just sort of like what like it's offensive it's like this is <coughs> this is your opportunity to make me feel like a god and especially to take like modern technology and utilize it like like okay so for there was a game called star wars force unleashed back in the day um and it was like a force power jedi game and their tech demos were insane because it was like you were starting to get to the point where you could have a lot of stormtroopers on screen at once and you were starting to get to the point where you could like through physics knock them over with like a force push Mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool and like you'd eventually level up your force push to be like 
insane. It'd be like the entire screen just erupts violently backwards. This is like a small cone in front of you that you can like actually miss. It's like you can miss your shout in front of you. It's like, wait, why? Why did you balance it like this? This is like barely fun. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they did. I think Control did it better. Control did it yeah. way better. Yes. One well, Control that, yes. had power. I mean, I think Control is fun. I mean, there's there's that too. Like yeah, Control's combat is actually interesting. Like yeah, and it makes you well, feel powerful. And it's and fun. And it's hard it's and... fun to feel powerful, yeah. and it's fun to have super cool powers. And I feel like, like I wonder, I. I would bet, maybe, I guess. But I wonder if their conversations were like, well, we can't let them do these things because it will break the game that we've already built, right? Like, you, oh, we can't let them jump this far because, like, there's a bunch of shit we have in here. That, like, we, if they jump that far, they'll be off the map. They're like, they ruin something. You know what I mean? Like, they will break our game. Yeah. Dude, Dishonored did the jump better. But I feel like that's my point. It's like, I feel like they balanced it the wrong way. Like, they build did. your game to let people do sick shit. Yeah. Like, even yeah. combat, like, even, I mean, I would argue in some ways, like, Elden Ring, right? Which is, like, a very finely tuned, balanced game because it's supposed to be, you know, hard. Gives you some stuff that feels fucking crazy broken. For example, Lion's Claw, right? <laughs> super cool. Feels amazing. Yeah. You flip in the air. You whack this thing super hard. And, like, it, mo a lot of things fall over. But that game is balanced in a way, like, that's not broken in the context of the game. I mean, same thing with Control where you can, like, you can do crazy shit in Control but that game is balanced. Like the combat is still good. The game is still good. But you feel cool. Like have you like, seen? Like they right. gave you magical space powers, and we were like, and you they're feel kind of lame. They're lame magical space powers. How did they fuck? <laughs> I can't even. That's sad. Be... Like if you think, how did they? They fucked it up so bad though. And like, they don't. They don't feel like they affect combat in a dramatic way. Like, so the the shout know. does. But here's why: you shout. And then it gives you this, like, long animation to, like, get back into control for no reason. But it's okay because the people on the ground have the stilliest, like, stupid long get-up animation. So <laughs> And you just kill, you just that kill them that way. way. So it doesn't matter that you waited for, like, a second afterwards. They're waiting for, like, five seconds. And so especially, like, if you go to, like, areas where they have giant health bars where you're just, like, sponging them to death. It's just, like, rinse, repeat, knock them over. And is the dumb... Like, their, their final moments in this universe are just clown falling over and then clown getting up and then clown falling over and then clown getting up and it is but that just... doesn't feel good yeah right. no one's fulfilled by that that's just some limp dick space powers like it is yeah it's which is why i say it's destiny at home but there's a, there's more reasons why i say it's destiny okay. at home okay. one of them is like when you acquire a power like you just look like a less cool destiny character okay yeah. Um, like floating in space, and you're like, oh yeah, and then, um, but I I I send some art to Zoe of like this is what Destiny looks like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's because yeah, you're also wearing your mantis. I'm also wearing my mantis your... armor, mm -hmm. which does kind of look like the, the lamest like Destiny. Destiny armor yeah. actually. Um, but like De all armor in Destiny is cooler because they, I mean, they actually follow the rule of cool. In Destiny, which is like, if it's cool, it's good. <laughs> just do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is um, yeah. They're very similar. Yeah. There we go. I also posted James's screen. Yeah, yeah. That he sent me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh. And uh, also, like, the way that you use the power by by tapping both like shoulder buttons on controller, 
is the same way you activate your super in Destiny. Mm. They probably are going so it for feels the Destiny like, crowd, dude. Yeah, it it feels like a very intentional, like, this worked in Destiny, so we're going to take it. The problem was, is with this, is that in Destiny, like, your character, like, your animation of doing the power just feels so good. And then it has this really tangible, massive effect in world. Yeah. Of, like, you know, like, a classic one is just a, a void bomb where you just, like, rise up into the air and then throw this, like, black hole at the enemies and it explodes and does massive damage in an area and it just feels amazing and like you can miss with that sure it's an aimed attack but it's huge it's gonna probably hit something and it's gonna feel good yeah and you were saying James, and then this me. you like you do the same thing and you're like eh. like that's what all of the powers feel like to me it's like eh. yeah and there's like there's no big chunky animation there's nothing i don't know it's not it doesn't feel cool uh it does, to you it doesn't james you were telling me about destiny and you were saying well one of the core problems with the pvp at times was that these powers were so powerful and so cool that when you would like get your ultimates it was just like free kills in pvp and they had to sort of balance this yeah. like giving lesser skilled players this insane win button and Starfield is but a like, single player game and they balance right. them lamer than yeah. a game mm -hmm. that has to consider PvP at least a little. Right. It makes no sense. I mean, and Destiny Destiny did it intentionally to to give lower skilled players an I win button. Mm -hmm. You know, because like it's fun to actually get kills sometimes. <laughs> so they yeah. they balanced it so that you would get like two of them in each PvP match, even if you only ever died the rest of the match. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your little brother could kill some um, people with this button. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, bro, like, give me that in this single player game, dog. Like, mm -hmm. is that yeah. unreasonable? Like, like I want to walk into a fucking like a, a a city and then just blow over like a thousand become people. a lightning witch and then, and then them just, just go like... what the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> like people just all start screaming and shouting and like the fucking police come out or like some insane shit but yeah like ah oh, dude the... wouldn't it be cool if you could become like a sith lord and just like shoot lightning out of your fingers yes it would be cool the, i i think right. all you need to know is that the we talked about it before but the dash is so bad it's so fucking bad, dude. Like, it's just... Like, again, Dishonored did it way sicker. Like, every game did it sicker. And then, dude, one of the mods I saw was just for the jetpack, where it was like... It was such a simple change. It was like, well, in the main game, you press the button, and then it gives you a little burst. And then you can press the button again, and get another burst. In this mod, we just got rid of, like, that, that fact that it stops after a while, so you can just hold the button down and use as much jetpack as you want until you're out of fuel and it's like mm. oh so you can just control how much or how little the burst is and i was watching this gameplay and he's like feathering this thing to land on stuff it's like all of a sudden cool mm -hmm. like in in one yeah. second and i'm like wait 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 so they actually added this burst thing yeah they actually just made their game less fun by forcing the burst jump but actually yeah. that's kind of everywhere like they have made this game intentionally mm -hmm. less fun in so many different ways like for example when you steal people's ships and then you sell them net for a thousand credits 
for some reason. I can't steal <laughs> ships. Do you need an ability to steal ships? The ability is killing the captain. <coughs> I is my Do game bug. Do you have bugged? targeting? Do you have targeting unlocked, James? Yeah. Because I think you need a target, take out the engine, and then board. No, no, no. When they're on the it. ground. Hmm. Do you, have you not killed the captain? I killed the, the captain. I killed everybody. And I go to sit down yeah. in the in the pilot's chair, and it's like, you don't have access. Yeah, I had this yeah. like, a little bit too, but so what happened to me is like, I think there's some things you just can't fly. What happened to me is I stopped playing the game. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. But, but what I happened was I like, killed everybody on the on the ship, and then I like couldn't get in the captain's chair, and then I was like, well, I guess this is over. So I left, and then I went outside, and it was this dude being like, I too was part of this ship. Yeah. And I was like, what happens if I kill you? And he's like, oh God. It's like that animation you showed us. Then <laughs> I just killed him and like walked back in and it was like, you're good. And I took the ship. And then oh. it was incredibly exciting, except for the fact that, you know, it be, had to become my home ship. And then it like one. fucks up all the like setup on my previous ship just to take it home. But then I take it home and then I'm like, damn, this is probably worth like insane shit. And then you have to register it. So even though I stole it from someone, if I want to have it for myself, I still have to buy it. Yeah. Which is like, Okay, but then is there a way that I could like sell it though? And at least I couldn't find out anything other than just, yeah, net thousand credits for a like 20,000 credit ship, which that was going to be my my zone. So, but what I'm saying is like, okay, regardless of the nitpicks, it's like that was an area where like fun was intentionally squashed. Mm -hmm. I think the shouts are that. I like, I think there's actually like a lot of shit in here. The perk system's that. Like, there's a lot of like, you know, that, <laughs> hey, did you hear that? It's like they like were like, had they had play testers and they were like measuring the decibels in the room. And it's like, if it gets above a certain fun level, it's like, we need to go in there and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Like, shut it down. Oh, God. For every, they, they just, they just added a hand check to every mechanic <laughs> in the game. <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay. So actually there is one thing I did want to talk about really quickly, um, which is. Oh, actually, before we leave the powers, though, I did want to ask, are there any, like, super sick late-game powers that I didn't get? No, because, well, at least I, I don't know. I, I've just been doing the, the shout, the, the knocking over. Like, that's been the only one mm -hmm. I've mainlined. But also, like, for what, like, and again, I don't know why they did this, but it's like the first couple times you get, like, five locations to get a power from, and now it's like... It's turned into grab this power, go back to the I talk to Vladimir. Yeah. Go grab this power, go back to the mm -hmm. I talk to Vladimir. Go grab this. And I'm just, I'm tired of the back and forth. So I just stopped. I got three <laughs> and then I stopped because, yeah. Because it's also the same process. But it's like, time. but again, right. like, think about the writing in like the like bullet point version of the script and then think about the execution. Because it's like, if I said to you, <clears throat> okay, you're going to go to this incredibly state of the art like ship called the eye where they can like pinpoint the like gravitational changes or whatever the fuck that these artifacts like create this almost like negative space on the scanners and you're going to go hunt them down in the galaxy and you're going to go find them and when you find them like hidden on these planets you're going to like search around but once you get them you're going to get this incredible mini game to get the power and then you're gonna like really like have the power of like essentially gods at your fingertips and it's like okay you know, you know what? All right. And then it's like, so what it actually is, is you're going to be so bored rinse repeating that Zoe's going to stop. Like, like mm -hmm. that, like that's what it acts. It's like, and if I gonna, stop, you're... then you fucked up. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, you're, what? You're going to stop 
you're gonna stop getting new space god powers. Yeah, because it's boring. Because I was just like, the knocking over is hilarious. Like it's hilarious in the sense of the slow get up animations from your enemies. So I'm just like, this is all I'll ever need. Like <laughs> whatever. Yeah, this and. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the to, to answer your question though, I I have not discovered anything new. I know there's like one you eventually get where you can create a clone of yourself mm. that can fight. Uh, yes, for the you. mimic tier. <laughs> Yeah, basically a mimic tier. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, like, I think if you, like, have a good relationship with Barrett, because Barrett has touched an artifact, like, he can also start using some, like, shout powers as well. <laughs> um, I don't know, because I never take Barrett out, because his dialogue's insufferable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so, okay, so then let me ask you guys this, right? Um, Gabe had linked something about sort of this post on Reddit that said Starfield respects my time and I appreciate that. And he obviously did it in a sort of like salacious way to be like, listen, like you guys don't <laughs> think it respects your time, do you? But I do think one of the things that's interesting about this is they talk about the flying between the universes and the, between the planets and stuff like that and how you sort of can take it slow, but you can also like just fast travel through like kind of the whole thing. And it's like some people have definitely complained about wanting to take it slower and other people have been really happy and thankful that you don't have to mm -hmm. and i want to contrast this with red dead this is sort of my point at the beginning which is like red dead had like the most like i would say brave system of like if you want to fast travel somewhere you can like chart it and like it'll auto direct you in terms of the roads and stuff for your horse but then you just like sit there and watch the like beautiful scenery mm -hmm. as you ride and like vibe the whole way and it's a very much an experience. Like, it's a very much a meditative thing. And at the time, you know, the general Red Dead gamers might not have necessarily been happy with that. Um, but for me personally, like, in the sort of capital G chair that I sit in, I thought it was fucking amazing. Like, I, I adored it so much. I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And so I'm just curious, like, no right answers here, but, like, how people feel about the sort of the pace of space travel being, like, less or more focused like in other words like sorry for rp surfaces did you fucking take your time and lift off everywhere and fucking fly into space and like do all the different flying or was it a lot of fast traveling or how do you feel about that um so it's i did a little bit of both um only because i did read th there was someone who made a reddit post saying like ways that you can make the like you know i've i played through the game here are my recommendations if you like to rp like or like here here's the way that you can get the most out of what this game has to offer and one of the things he said was you're gonna unlock a lot of content by physically lifting off and flying to places so i did that for a while and then i discovered that the bonus content that you get from doing that besides being like hunted down by bounty hunters or coming in like in doing combat every once in a while is that you just get and I eye roll as I say this you just get memeable content essentially which is like you get a ship that comes by and says we're here to talk to you about your ship's extended warranty yeah. and you can mm -hmm. be like fuck yeah. off and then he flies away or there's like a tour bus that comes by and you're like okay fuck off and they go right. away that one, <laughs> um, that one lady so scientist right I, that like fucking makes jokes but then jumps in the middle of their, her jokes every time because I never oh, saw I her. I've haven't. That sounds like more fun yet. than every oh. single one about? that I've ever really? seen. Really, I've seen her twice in my game, and I've played less than everybody else here. So she like okay. So it just, just I mean, just to so say, you guys haven't seen it, it's like, it's like she 
is like a scientist that like wants a particular material or something like that. And she'll be like, hey, do you have iron? And you'll be like, I don't fucking know. Let's see what the dialogue option says. And it's like, you have iron or you don't have iron. You're like, okay, cool. Thank God I have 70 million storage and I've been like looking around this garbage. But either way, she's sort of sitting there and she's like, she'll like do the transaction with you. And then she'll kind of like go quiet on the comms because like the business is done. And she'll just be like, hmm. So I've been out here a long time. How are you? And she'll just like strike up a conversation with you. And you're like, oh boy, where's this going? Um, and then she'll just like make awkward small talk for a little while. And then she'll be like, do you want to hear a joke? Because like she'll be like, I'm firing up my warp engines, but I have like really, really fucking slow warp engines because it's a research ship and I couldn't be fucking bothered. And so then she's like trying to jump, but it's like not working, but it's slowly like working or whatever. And she'll just tell you the cringiest, most horrible, most predictable joke of all time. But right before she finishes the joke, she'll like, jump into she'll jump into fucking space and you'll just be sat there like okay <laughs> okay and you're like note to self fast travel <laughs> like <laughs> well yeah exactly well and and but not also just not to mention like uh there is also something i guess jarring again against just the menuing system it's like physically lifting off but then needing to hit the m button to get into the map anyway to be able to pinpoint your location and warp anyway it just kind of like after a while i was just mm. like am i enjoying this physical act of getting into the getting into the sky i'm like not not really like i did it for a while and then after a while i was just like you know what we're gonna just fast travel like i i can't it's interesting that like that's such a good point that it like breaks up the flow because it doesn't really allow you to be like set course engage and then you mm -hmm. like vibe it, it kind of does i and i i learned this a little bit later it kind of does in that the most you can do is put your heading towards your you have to have the quest marked in your log and then you can point towards the heading and you know like yeah. mark it in the distance um but if it's something that can't be warped to because your warp drive's not you know far enough like you have to go into the mm -hmm. menu anyway to warp to a closer star system anyway. right that error message of like um, okay i can't go that far and you're like but can you just go along the predetermined path like the furthest amount Right, can you just yeah, it stop does me? Like, yeah, can you stop me where... Wake like, me up on the end. It also does it if you've never been there before. It's like, sorry, you've never been there before. We have to jump somewhere else closer first and then jump to it. I'm like, but why? It's like, it's, it's amazing because it's like the technology on display is incredible. And you're like, you're telling me... Well, literally, I'm watching it in the map because it's showing me the path that you're going to take. And then I'm just going to follow... I'm going to trace that back until this line gets white as opposed to red. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just... But so it's like literally coded into the game. And God forbid you're in some space future. It's like, you can't do the GPS for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I have to tell you where to stop. All right. Yeah. I think, mm, I think that the, the mechanics in this game <laughs> plus fast travel mean that you spend a lot more time in menus in this game than you yeah. do in other Bethesda games. Um, and I think that that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that, um, and like part of that is just because you have to menu to fucking go anywhere. But I think part of it is there was a, 
a game design discussion years ago. I think it was with Day9 talking about MOBAs. And someone was complaining about... Maybe it was with someone else. Because I think it was in League of Legends. They were talking about wanting to increase the movement speed that you get with boots. Because they wanted to be able to spend more time in lane. And less time like running from base to lane. And uh, the person's response to that is actually if you want to spend more time if you want to incentivize players to spend more time in lane you actually want to decrease the movement speed of characters hmm. um because then that increases the cost of leaving lane so much that you actually <coughs> just spend more time in lane <coughs> um and so kind of like bringing it back to this game, I think that like making travel so easy by hitting a button in a menu actually takes you away from the interesting gameplay that's available in this game. I think that, um, I think that that making making travel a more integral part of the game I don't know if it would work in this game particular because I mean there's other stuff wrong with it to do that but like I think that um like trivializing travel isn't necessarily good I think it's um I think that there is value in making people wait. Um, mm -hmm. Or... And, and, and slowing well, stuff also, down. Yeah. Well, and I also just want to mention, like, to McCoy's point with the Red Dead comparison, I think the key difference that McCoy brings up with Red Dead, that Starfield, that the scenery of Starfield just simply doesn't have, but McCoy mentioned specifically the word, enjoy the scenery. And in space... <laughs> there's not really scenery to travel any yeah. place either. Because the, the whole beautiful part about Red Dead is you have this nice little western track in the background as you're riding your horse. You get to hear the sound design of hooves on mud or dirt. You get to just see these beautiful scenes all around you. Mountains, brooks, <coughs> wildlife scrambling all around. And... The problem with space travel is that a lot of it is desolate, um, which doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. It's been done well in things like Outer Wilds. Um, but I think with how Bethesda designed their space of just having so much, like, just so much ground in between all of their spaces, like, I... I don't know if it would be as effective in this game just because of just how it would definitely become cumbersome, I think, after a while, if they allowed you to just fly to planets. You know, mm -hmm. like, naturally. Well, that, yeah, definitely mm -hmm. they did it naturally. But, you know, it feels like, God, there's still a suite of cutscenes put together that could have been cool, like, watching mm -hmm. your ship warping for, like, a little bit as it's, you know, like, you imagine, like, an old school loading screen or something. I mean, you're definitely right that, like, the scenery is incredible mm -hmm. in Red Dead, and there definitely is that here, but it feels like they do, like, the liftoff and, like, some of the jump like cutscenes and stuff like are starting to get at 
something cool to look at. It just, the sequence isn't quite nice. Like, like okay, imagine this, mm-hmm. right? Imagine you hire a pilot, and that pilot knows <coughs> your main quest that's marked. Let's put it that way. And you could, like, slow walk up to the pilot and talk to him. And they would talk to you and be like, oh, shit, should we go here? And you're like, yeah. And it's like, huh, well, we're going to have to, like, take a couple stops first. Do you want to land, like, this place first? It's like, is that okay? That's the fastest way. Sure. Like, imagine you just said that. And then it, like, takes you through some mm-hmm. cutscenes. And you end up, like, on that first leg of your journey that you need before you get to the second. It just, it feels like there could have been some zone it there. could have even just been AI, you know? You don't need a pilot character. Mm-hmm. I would have liked a pilot character. <laughs> I would have liked a pilot character too, but like they want you to be in charge of your ship, you know? Like that's one of the things. So yeah, they want you to be the pilot. Like they have the an idea that just came to mind is like sometimes like depending on what type of outfit you get for your ship, but one of them has like a table that you can set your course marker right. to. Like, I definitely think it would have been cool if you could set it on the table and then be walking around your ship doing stuff as your ship is, quote unquote, mm-hmm. traveling. Like research? You know. Yeah. To, yeah, like, you know, go go into the med bay and research some things or like, I don't know, make your armory really pretty like I did and then resign myself to never touching my ship ever again because it puts everything in your inventory after yeah. you go back into the ship builder. Like, it's... Um, but like, that would have been a cool thing. And like, every time you come back to the table, it like kind of shows you the status of like, okay, how far away you are from your destination, perhaps. Like, I think that could have been cool. Like a a cool concept, especially when they introduce a concept like the table to set your destination. And like, I know everybody doesn't do that from like the base ship, but like, allow, I just allow people to do it if they want to. Like, it feels like they... Mm -hmm. They manage to be like, space exploration is a loading screen, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, like instead, of, yeah, dude, absolutely. What you're talking about? And something. ironically, the whole point of the game and the entire story is like has such a hard on for exploration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's a fucking loading screen and a wayfinder, like a way point. Yeah, I mean. And that's it. There's and that one docking animation, James. How can you forget about that? The docking animation is is so, so intense, bro. And then they like don't let you fast travel until you've undocked. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, I'm on the fucking ground of a planet. You don't give a shit, like. But I'm just docked with these guys. No, but if you're in a building, it's the same as being in a spaceship. You can't fast travel, dude. That is a really hilarious holdover. Of just like, why? Like, it feels so wide in this game. I don't know. It felt so normal in other games. Like, you're inside. You can't fast travel. That's ridiculous. It's almost like the balance of the game. It's like you're in the dungeon. You can't leave the dungeon. It almost feels like a quirk of the engine, you know? But it's clearly not. You know, it's a choice. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me. You, you know, okay. Just on this on this topic, though, going back a little bit of, like, just the RPing that could have been here. I did some research afterwards into like games that are like, because what this also hints at is a roster builder game, um, mm-hmm. which I haven't played one of those in a long time, but they're hella fun. They're like these types of games. JRPGs, as it were. Is that what they do? Like okay. JRPGs? Yeah, they, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. But like specifically the type where 
you give them jobs and they go do stuff on their own. Oh. Like, if you ever played this type, it's like, what you would do if I can translate this to this world is, like, you would have them go do the side quests. You'd build a ship for them. You'd put the right crew in the right place with the right skills. And then they would go and, like, periodically do side quests for you and, like, give you parts of the reward. And then, like, things would happen to them. Like, sometimes they'd get stranded. You might have to go save them. Or, like, sometimes they might die if you don't have, they don't have the right defenses like on the ships and stuff, but then you're sort of creating an empire almost, or like you're creating a sort of command in a way. And like, but instead you can just assign them to outposts on planets. Yeah. Like, but it like hints at that, right? Cause you see that screen of like their different skill sets and you're thinking, Oh, this is kind of cool. I can like put people together and you can start to like create your own story in that way. And like a ship, like a spaceship is such a perfect place for that to be like, we've got the gunner, we've got the pilot, we've got the, the science guy. And like, what can they do? And I was just, I was really excited and waiting for the opportunity to like hire a pilot and then not fly anymore. Like, and, and that might be something that is me asking too much of this particular game and it's too far away from what they want it to be. But I think it like flirts with that in a really unsatisfying way to me of like, I love those roster builders. I love putting the perfect team together and I love telling them what to do. And I love like, like having you run through mundane side quests, but then automating your mundane side quests, not just via machine but rather like via your crew with your separate ship that you stole is kind of like a cool way this could have gone and so i was just looking into other games that like would do that let's scratch that itch because it was just definitely like hinted at here and something that maybe they thought about but didn't didn't go there with so mm -hmm. or decided to scrap yeah yeah i wonder if they decided i mean to scrap I, I think a lot of the stuff we're talking about is like just stuff they decided to scrap this game it almost seems like this game needed like two more years mm. of like which polishing. is insane I don't because even it know. was in development for seven know. years yeah i don't know yeah. if the base of this game you know i i'm i'm kind of down on it right now yeah <laughs> Because it's like it's not like this game was in development by like some indie team with like four guys who just like they couldn't get it done in that time. Like this is Bethesda. This is a massive game studio with a bunch of money to throw around. They're owned by Microsoft. But I think that's why it didn't work. That's why it didn't work. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like you like the committees ran this game and like designed by committee is just not. Like good. Like, also, really, it's like, good for the exact opposite. Reason. No, no, I completely agree with you. I'm just when like when Zoe says like this game needed two more years of polish, like finish the system, so you could have had your companions do anything. Like, no, it didn't. Like, it did not need more time. It needed better time. Well, okay. Mm. It it needs more mm. time, but it didn't need and there more are, time. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you don't get to have more time. I'm sorry. Like, you don't. You, no. Well, like you are a big AAA game studio with seven years. If you can't make a game that's, you know, that's just, you got to, it's time management, man. But again, you know, it's so weird because motherfuckers out there liked this game a lot. So it's like. Yeah. They're saying this game does really well. Yeah. They've got really beautiful items. Yeah. <laughs> Can I give a highlight? But also, also, wait, James has more to gripe about than you can. <laughs> it took them two weeks to hit 10 million. Like, is that actually a win for a game this big? I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not no good clue. with metrics like that. How how long do you think it took Call of Duty to hit 10 million downloads? 12 hours. 
Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Let's just let's just or super never. clarify. Let's I, super clarify. Ever... I'm just saying, like, Call of Duty probably hits 12 million before it launches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Because I guess yes. this game could have done that too. I don't think it quite. Did. But it didn't. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, but apparently you know? it's a success for them. That's the narrative I hear, and I trust that. That's what they're saying. But it's, were it's, they ever not gonna going to say that? Take with them. Did you see the one where they like they do the classic like Twitter pick where it's like a logo of Starfield, the main character, and then like all the fucking tens that they wanted to choose mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. all the publications. You know that classic like we're getting universal praise. Yeah. And I was looking right. at that, I was like, no. Oh my god. Like it just like it made me sick. I was like dizzy. I was like walking away from my chair, like like I need water. <laughs> like what am I looking at? Um Anyway, Zoe, I believe, had the high point I, for the episode. Like, we think we do one every episode. Right, this was so. like the 70-hour-in experience yeah. or what? I was kind of figuring, you know, we're going to do like a compliment sandwich. It's not really a compliment sandwich anymore because the compliments are going to kind of be like towards the review section, which I think is going to eviscerate this thing. So this is like a little bit, I don't know, like it's it's a little little positivity corner, I think. Only because I do think it needs to be shouted okay. out. Um. The, but also shaking Bethesda by the shoulders, being like, why the fuck didn't you do this the whole time? This was great. Um, but I did just want to shout out that one of the 12 that you do, one of the artifact retrieval quests is by far like one of the more engaging and more most reminiscent of like Fallout 3 quest line um scenarios that it ever does and i just kind of want to shout it out only because it came out of nowhere and then was followed up by an artifact retrieval one that was a rinse repeat of the previous 11 so it was the yeah. most jarring experience you're like maybe <laughs> next time it's gonna like maybe this is just i got through the oh never mind we're back yeah it, ex- that's exactly what it's like it was. the one it team was that did like, a good interesting job Seriously, and and I want to just shout out this team that did it because it was it was phenomenal. But essentially, <coughs> this is after you discover that the artifact that there's a multiverse essentially, and um, you you discover that the artifacts are tied to this multiverse. But you go to retrieve an artifact at what is a science. It's it's at a science facility, and it's really interesting. You go in. And everyone in the, the security at the entrance of the science facility is really cagey. And they tell you, if you have a companion with you, they're like, your companion stays outside. It's only you. Um, and actually, the whole reason you're drawn to this science facility is as you're flying to this planet, you get a distress call from a satellite above the, above the planet. And it's saying, there's been an explosion, help. Like, you know, there's there's lots of people, lots of people dead. I need help. Like, come save us. We're at the science facility. You go to the science facility. It looks perfectly serene and stoic. The security guard's very cagey about you coming in. Asks for your companion to, leave, to stay outside so it's just you. You walk in and he's just being like, you know, we don't allow people in here. What are you doing here? You shouldn't be here. And you you basically say that you received a distress call and they're like distress call i don't know what you mean he's like okay well you can come talk to my director maybe we can get this all sorted out he walk you start your painfully slow process of following him to the director's office but as you're doing it suddenly the whole scene like kind of like in a gun blast like the whole scene just 
changes around you. Suddenly the facility is destroyed, there's a skeleton in front of you, and there's these creatures that are coming out of the walls and attacking these alien creatures. And so you grab your gun and you're shooting at them, and it's happened very jarringly all of a sudden. Like the whole facility is, is destroyed and on fire, and there's this overgrowth and aliens everywhere. You're shooting them with your gun, and then on the cut of one of your guns, you flash back into the pristine security place and the security guards like apprehending you being like, what the fuck are you doing? Put your Hmm. gun away. And that kind of captivates you of just being like, what the fuck is happening? So he's just like, you look like you were in the middle of a fight. You pulled your gun out. I had to apprehend you. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we really need to get this sorted out. Follow me. You follow Again, you get transported into this wrecked version of the facility and you find, you know, more aliens and you don't know what is occurring. And it turns out that the facility had found an, one of the artifacts that you need to retrieve and they started to like essentially like they started probing it for resources and in probing it, they've opened up this separate reality. And in one reality, there's this pristine science facility. And due to probing the resource, there was an explosion, but it killed only one person there. Um, you know, it killed one of their facility members named oh, Raphael. No, oh, R. 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 Raphael. Um, but then the one that you're being transported to in that universe there was an explosion and Raphael's the only living one and the rest of the members of the facility have all perished and so eventually it kind of becomes this like legend of zelda i don't know which legend of zelda it is where you're kind of tripping through time where you need to like kind of phase in and out of different versions of the same reality to like (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i guess so um but but essentially like it's it's come to know like okay like you can learn to control when you phase in and out of each reality and they've created a whole the facility is created in this whole way to kind of be a puzzle so what is a blocked doorway in one reality you can phase into the next reality and it's an open doorway and it's kind of a puzzle in that way so you're constantly shifting between alien world pristine world alien world pristine world making your way down to grab this artifact and <sighs> i just thought it was so cool like it was a unique dungeon really captivating unique environment it was really cool to you know be in a really pristine area you walk through a cafeteria where there's people eating and then you can shift and everyone eating at the tables are skeletons in the other one just to kind of like nail home like everyone is dead here and then there's optional side quests, content where like you can pick up like a dead person's diary and then go into the world where they're living yeah. and hand them a diary and be like, yo, this is what your dead self said. And they're like, what the fuck? Here, you want extra yeah. backpacks? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but like, I, so the thing is that quest alone just caught me so off guard with its quality, but also we've been talking about this kind of where's the what the fuck moments. And this one just like, this one did it and it was so startling to me that i was just like what the fuck a quest of quality question mark like this is Mm -hmm. weird um and so i just one want to sing praises to i guess that team that did it but then also i'm like a 
why is this suddenly good 70 hours into this game? Why is it this particular artifact that is creating this sort of, like, visceral experience? Like, they never, like, you end up collecting it and adding it to the thing anyway, so it ends up being, like, you know, same outcome as any of the other artifacts. Only that dev team was able to get it to work. That's why. <laughs> I, I guess, and it just kind of makes me think, like, okay, like... You know, again, it's it's my argument for I would rather have 10 really well done planets instead of a thousand. It's like I would like five artifact quests if all five were of that caliber. Of course. Like it was it was it was mm -hmm. insane how good it was compared to the other yeah, artifact you quests. You realize for that moment that you might be alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, holy right. fuck, this is actually good. I actually wonder like because, OK, compare that to the intro sequence like the tutorial mission and like how like bizarre and weird that was and you wonder like okay could we just like shove that into the, like the intro of this game and then you almost sit there and go this might have to be a hidden gem here because if we put something so early like this in the game people might expect more of it and they're not going to no. find it and that's going to be like so it's like it, it almost feels like that's why it's locked away is it's just like they couldn't they couldn't show that early and then not they couldn't match do anymore. it yeah. And that's one of those where the game... So that's something that I've been noticing like as we've been going back to the other Fallout games is that the like gameplay of that is interesting as opposed to just the promise of the story. Like the writing is cool. Because like, for example, there's another side quest where they talk about like there's a like a colony that they're trying to like make with only people that have like... that are like ultra criminals. And they like this organization like for charity what they want to do is they want to buy people's like basically buyouts for their insane like crimes that they've done in the universe and then they want to like give them a second chance but the second chance is like working on this colony mm -hmm. and like doing good and it's like a cool premise but it's like a cool and written the gameplay is absolutely nothing does like, it involve text boxes that go like, you released No, it involves like, go to a cave on this planet, which is like, I was trying to avoid caves on this planet after I did some of that earlier, but I guess I'll go over there because maybe it'll be interesting. It wasn't, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> you just had to go retrieve your No, person. exactly. And, like, and then you like leave and then it's like, no, it's like some of these people that like, they're like outlaws in the galaxy that want to like make sure, they want to like make sure that these people like come to justice, even though their buyout's been paid. It's, just, it's not fully... I mean, the, it's cool that they take you back to Aquila and you can see that it turns out like it's a it's a weapons dealer with a conscience that's trying to like fund this operation. Mm -hmm. um, but like that in writing is cool. What you're talking about is in writing and in gameplay execution in hybrid in like the what we would expect out of a good video game is like happening before your eyes. <laughs> and that's awesome. Like one hour of gameplay 70 hours into this game. Yeah was like right. good. and you're like pausing your podcast like shit like i need to fucking hold on reset my mind i'm actually playing a video game right now this is exciting maybe i think i wasn't planning so, on it i'm about to go to dinner like i wasn't ready for a video game <laughs> you know what i mean on the subject of pausing yeah. your podcast i did that one time this week i paused my podcast <laughs> because um i went to the star starborn ship for the first time mm -hmm. and there were two of them standing there waiting for me and i was like oh this might be an interesting conversation that would tell me something about the world <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> oh, <Jesus>. oh, no. <laughs> 
and I found out that one of them was the hunter. We knew that. And the other one is the emissary. Mm. Sick names. Uh-huh. And the emissary turns out to be... Um, spoilers. Ooh, big spoilers. It's the person who dies uh, from Constellation. But, like, it's them from another universe where they didn't die. Um, and now they're a starborn because they made it to the end of the universe in that, you know, uh, in that one, in that dimension. And now they're like this entity called the Emissary, which is like maybe a multi-entity. It's not really clear. Um, but they've they've also been kind of guiding Constellation maybe and like the collection of the artifacts. And they are like maybe testing you to see if you're worthy of bringing the artifacts to the Unity and becoming Starborn. And the hunter is like, you see this idiot, like, telling me that I'm doing it wrong by just, like, taking them? They're trying to control who becomes Starborn, too. They're just, like, hypocrites about it. And it's this, like, deeply uninteresting, like, political discussion of, like, where the hunter is this, like, strength and individualism is all that matters and like people that try to control things with justice are just hypocrites um and also evil in their own right and the other side is like i don't know government overreach i guess um and i they're just there, man. They're just, they, they don't do shit. Yeah. Like one of them is wearing white clothing and the other one is wearing black clothing. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's so fucking uninteresting on the nose commentary, but it's like not even on the nose. It's like missing the nose. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like trying to be on the nose, but instead poking yourself in the eye. I don't know. <laughs> Damn, dude. I also love in that how you you can be angry at the hunter for like killing your companion mm -hmm. and he goes like don't worry about it bro and your character's like I'm not gonna worry about it bro. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like Okay. No, this is upsetting. What the fuck? And they're like, you have to choose one of us. And it's like, why? Why mm -hmm. why would I wanna choose between like asshole one and asshole two. Like there's no, is one of the, like, am I supposed to feel good about this choice? <laughs> like, is there anything interesting in this choice? Like at least in fallout, like when you're choosing the iron brotherhood or whatever it's called, brotherhood of like, Steel. you know that they're assholes and it's all fucked up, but like they're assholes in kind of a fun way, you know, like where there's like something silly about it. In this case, they're just like at, they're just jerks. They're, it's not interesting. There's nothing fun about the choices. There's nothing like there's no substance there of like 
gray, morally gray, like, well, I'm trying to choose the lesser of two evils and, like, get along with... It's just not... But, James, what if I told you that in not siding with either of them, you get a epic battle across space and time against both of them at the end of the game? Well, I kind of knew that because then I went to... Uh, I I did the the quest where you like go to NASA headquarters, um, and you discover that they created like a puzzle mechanic, and then realized that it wasn't fun, so they put the the lock to the puzzle, which is like this door has no power, and then they put the key right next to the lock because they didn't want to have to make you search for it. So it's just like on the ground. Mm-hmm. You mean like for the people who are like in a dying ship that they just need you to flip that fucking switch that's right above their head, and you're like, bro, exactly. You couldn't flip yeah. that switch. They, dog, it's like, like it's like the, <laughs> right, exactly. It's like yeah, the door needs power, and so you like go over to where the power like bay is, and it's like oh, you need a you need a energy cell, and then you look at the ground and right underneath the plug for where you put the energy cell is just an energy cell on the ground. Yep. So you pick it up and put it in and go back to the door. And it's like, why, why did you even bother to make me do that? It actually is so hurtful to do that to you because it's like, it's showing the like seams behind like puzzle games and like puzzles in a way that's just like kind of uncomfortable. Cause it's like, it's like you can make a puzzle. It's almost a meta commentary about puzzles. It is. It's like you're just getting this thing from the start to the end. We're just going to put some obstacles in your way. What if we didn't put obstacles in your way? And then you're like, what have I accomplished? And then again, it's a meta commentary yeah. because it's we talked about this in the beginning, bro. It's the whole game is a meta commentary of about And the most the most the most difficult of these puzzles is that they put an unlocked door in between <laughs> the door that you need to open, you need to get power, and then you like like you have to go around the corner and then open a door by pressing like the A button. Yeah. And then go in and then on the ground right next to the like power cell receptacle is a power cell. There were actually two there, so I picked up both of them cuz I was like maybe the next one they hid. So I'm going to get a spare or maybe you're going to need this one. Nope, the other one no. just had one by the ground as well. <laughs> It's like, it's like, you know, like when you're a kid, bro, and like your mom is like, I don't know what it is about this video game thing. And you're like, look, mom, like I did this like complicated thing. And she started sitting there going like, I guess it's like, this isn't that this is literally like for when I try to teach my mom a video <coughs> game, which very rarely happens. And then I'll just occasionally get a message being like, so there's a small hole between me on the bridge and where i'm trying to go like a small little break in the bridge what should i do and i'm like have you tried jumping and she's like ah oh. and then like that's the end of the communication because she's like back on her way it's like it's for her yeah it's like it, yeah. the puzzle is literally at her level of like she forgot the controls to the game so it's like the puzzle is right. like do you remember how to pick this up and put it in there um if right. so like congratulations does does your a button work your, no it's like the puzzle is like you have to switch to like another controller because you you can't bind that so i don't know yeah okay but but you know listen yeah you know 
maybe. So at the end of this, they give you this ultimatum of like you have to choose between the person wearing white clothes and the person wearing black clothes and they both suck. Um, but like not in an interesting way and in like a boring way. Um, and you can choose not to and they're like, oh, good. Now we get to join up and fight you at the end. And it's like, all right, sure, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's very and then. <laughs> And then I opened the menu and quit the game. (laughs) (laughs) You took the ultimate choice. You're like, actually, all choices have one secret option, which is quit the game. Yeah. It just reminds me of, like, all the times in Bethesda games. This is true of all of them, especially because we are more competent gamers now. Um, God, especially put a mouse in our hands or whatever. It's like, but I do love it where they're like, it's going to be a real battle out there. There's going to be, like, a lot of guys. Do you want our help? You can pay for our help. If you pay, we'll send, like, a boarding crew with you. And I'm like, how hard could it really be? But, like, they're making it be like, oh, my God, dude. Like, you need, like, three families worth of health. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I just, like, walk into the sequence, and it's like, there's, like, ten guys. And they all just die instantly. (laughs) And I, like, sort of remember halfway through that med packs apply a little bit over time, you know? And so I, like, retreat to cover a little Mm. bit in the middle (laughs) you know what i mean and you're just sort of sitting there going like don't you think your story would benefit if this was a little harder because then the like weight of this before so i think there's a lot of that where like the weight of the decisions feel oddly balanced for the actual game like it just doesn't feel like you need to care and like yeah maybe that but because you're like oh well and they they even reward you it's (laughs) like i I don't know, like, during the whole onslaught on the lodge, like, if you actually, like, take out the hunter's shields, there's this hilarious part where, like, you have to race back to the eye, escape from the hunter, and then he get he catches you in space in his cool ship. And if, you, if you've managed to take out his shields during this whole thing, he literally goes, in so many words, GG, well played, and you get a gun, and he's like, never had someone do that to me before. We'll see you again soon. And he goes up into the distance, and I'm like, what like, the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just what the fuck? Just what the fuck, dude? <sighs> yep. Like, is it not true that this game just, like, is it just also too easy at the same time? Like, I... F- oh, I... 100%. I... Well, I, I'm saying this as someone who played it on normal, but just watching girlfriend reviews who was playing it on very hard um go through the ending sequences um like they were trying so hard to just like use weapons they've never used before in the final battle to make the combat interesting because it was yeah. too easy so pistols are bad um at this point in the game where i am hmm. And I am mm. fully specced into pistols. So it's a little hard because I'm on hard. Hmm. Interesting. But it's it's hard in an annoying way, like not in a fun like way. Numbers I don't are know. big sort of way. Yeah. Hmm. I think maybe you have to actually interface with the weapon upgrade system. Yeah, you can like double your damage. I've, got, at I've least. gotten some. I've gotten some pretty. Yes, I've gotten some pretty overpowered pistols. I've I've got this one suppressed pistol that does yeah. like two hundred yeah. damage. It's yeah, that's insane. What I have. Okay, yeah. Because mine max out at like one seventy, but it feels like 
a lot less than that. I don't know. Yeah. I think I have like the Desert Eagle thing, 240 plus like sneak multipliers. So it's just sort of like click goodbye, which like is, is cool. Right. But then it, it's like now I'm just playing. I mean, if I just, you know what I mean? Now I'm just playing like a, a sad approximation for a stealth game that I actually want to play. Mm-hmm. But like, but again, like right. this is all really good if you're like deep in the game. Like if you love this game and you love like the just like improving like your setup in the game, whether it's through your ship or through your guns or through your outposts or whatever, then it's kind of cool. Like I'm doing a little stealth game in the middle, and I'm good at stealth games, so cool. I can like play that and enjoy it. But but to me, I'm sort. Oh, haha! But guess what? They take away your guns at mm-hmm. New Game Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that completely. All of your belongings are gone. <laughs> it's almost like a godsend of like, I think they wanted you to get to New Game Plus and just to realize in this like just intense way that nothing fucking matters and then like go and stop collecting everything and just like get the one. And touch grass. <laughs> no, <laughs> they definitely didn't want that. Um, space grass. Um, but like, oh God, the fucking like the, the like drug in the like nightclub that like they just keep being like it's so insane oh, aurora so insane i'm like i'm looking at it it just gives you like i don't know it's like o2 or something full shadow i don't know what it fucking does but i'm like whatever <laughs> um but anyways doesn't it like slow time slightly yeah, I, so. I don't know um it's just i don't know it's like it's funny too because like this game also like tries to be not offensive but then it also tries to talk up like this drug but then it also tries to like downplay the drug at the same time like it's it's not like right. it's not like cyberpunk <laughs> drugs or like fucking half the video game drugs I've seen. It's like it's I think the best description of this game I heard I saw on Reddit is that people have called it Light City yeah. after mm-hmm. Cyberpunk's yeah. Night City. It's L I T E City. It's honestly it is, a really accurate description it of me. Really is, dude. It's so sad. <laughs> like it's I think because there's also like a there's also like a, a a main quest line that's like you're you're with the you're with the guy who like uh the yep. the CEO who's a part of constellation I forget his name but he's like yo we're going to get this artifact and yeah and he's like we're going to we're going to go to this club yep. and it's like a you know you're going to find our informant and he's going to want to like up the price and it sounds like it's going to be this like really cool like good cop bad cop thing and then it's just like the most like juvenile thing where you can just persuade your way through him giving you the artifact and leave with no bloodshed and then i look at that and then i look at like cyberpunk when you like go meet evelyn for the first time like at the beginning of the game and how like seedy and like the stakes were high in that and like you didn't really know what to expect and i was just like yeah Light City is a very apt description for how this. I think it's just the direction they've gone, bro. Like that's just, and I think they are still succeeding. It seems enough monetarily. I I got to imagine they are shedding fans though, and like maybe they just see their role as like these games that just roll around the casuals and upgrade them to like more intense gamers over time. Like you kind of like you go through a game like this potentially. Like you don't have to, but you certainly could. I just like it, there was an opportunity for them to grow with their base, and I feel like that is just not. I don't think they're plan like yeah. I think this has gone to show that they they do not intend yeah. to do that. Light City, devastating. I say we review it. I think we're there. <laughs> that's that's gotta be. Oof. I think we're there. 
And it's amazing too because you gotta understand. You gotta understand. Sorry, just really quickly, like we mentioned Cyberpunk like 15 times, but the reason is because, and I said it already, like the DLC is coming out, but also a 2.0 update's coming out, et cetera, et cetera. The anime was really good, whatever, et cetera. And it's just, it's back in the sphere right now, and it is such a strange, like, comparison point for that game to be back here compared to this game. And it just, I cannot help but feel like how far we've fallen. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you see that yeah. comparison, you're like, dude, cyberpunk is this, kicking your ass like really hard. The polish, the polish of like, I remember guns feeling good to shoot in cyberpunk. I remember quests <laughs> feeling good to play. I remember <laughs> quests feeling good to play. Quest yeah. I mean, like that's like, I didn't realize that like cyberpunk was written so well, just like in random quests until I played this <laughs> game and was like, wow, nothing is written well at all. That's like, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like literally just like it like like I like I struggled like I remember the ending of Cyberpunk having a big impact on me and being like, "Wow, that was really interesting and great." But I don't remember like having that experience and being like, "Oh man, this is really well written and like really impactful for the rest of the game, but it's so much better than this." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Just yes, just yes. I say review, but like it's just that that comparison coming back into mind does not do favors to this game, like essentially in any no. capacity. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. So okay. Um. All right. Okay. Let me out. Go for it. Go. I'm Go. ready. All right. My overall rating of this game, I think it's got to mm-hmm. be a meh. Like I think for I I think if you were to ask me after the first week and maybe I would even argue the second week I would have like I think I was hovering around a one thumb then where I was just like yeah it's a little annoying however like I'm sinking the hours into it like it's got to be like that's got to count for something right and I think at the you know as, as all is said and done as I've played through this third week I I think I have to lay it on as a meh just because of I mean a lot of what we've said throughout this whole podcast but like I said it just it feels very disjointed um like it just did not like there's no synchronicity is that a word uh between like the game and its systems and like I said it looks like it just hurts itself and confusion and like detracts from a lot of its things due to all the systems it has to offer but then the other thing is it just doesn't it's like it doesn't seem to care that it's doing that to itself either, which kind of bothers me. Um, and like I said, like I, I think a lot of us, I mean, a lot of a lot of us who had played Bethesda games in the past were seeing this as like being Bethesda's like redemption arc potentially. And I, I guess I can't speak to that because I just don't have the history with Bethesda. But it is interesting playing games like Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas prior to this. Because I think it just really goes to highlight, again, just how I think Bethesda's honestly just trying to get by on reputation alone, and they know that they're going to get an audience for that, and I think that's where they've made their bed, and they're going to lie in it. And it's just very disheartening that with that does not come growth. Mm. Like, they they will not grow because of this... um, But they seem to be resigned to that and happy with that, and... I mean, I myself, like, I, I honestly can say I, I don't think I will buy another Bethesda game in the future. Um, 
after this. Um, like, there there were there were like funny like fun quote unquote like Bethesda moments in there that make the game funny. You know, you got your you got your game breaking bugs. Like, I was dying in laughter last week because of the JPEG people stuck on my landing gear floating back down to space in the cutscenes. Like, and that's great. Um, I didn't know where to fit this in to, in today's podcast, but um, the quote unquote sex mm. scenes in this game are hilarious because all it really entails is your clothed companion getting up out of bed. Normal. And um, Sam Coe's line that he says afterwards is, hope I'm making constantly. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> which, oh. now it's my headcanon that Constellation has some sort of weird sex cult thing going on. Is it like doing it like, for Uncle Sam or something? You have to sleep what with your this? co-workers. Like, I, like, so what the fuck throw is it in. I've it's heard horrible. that Sarah's line is, one of, or at least one of her lines is, um, do you have a med kit? I think I pulled something. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, adult sex. It's astonishingly exciting. <laughs> oh. It, just it, close I your mean, eyes it's, it's and think of the same. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's just so, and like it, it's so typical Bethesda, right? Like just having just clothed NPCs do that, and I would never expect anything more nor anything less from Bethesda when it comes to that aspect. And in a way, it makes it in, in that in that aspect in that aspect alone. I think it's charming, but like, but oh boy, like like I said. It's it's gonna be a meh from me because as big it was a lofty endeavor that they tried to do, a thousand planets, and yet when you begin to even just it's it's not even delve into it when you just scratch the surface you already notice the repeats and just how empty the world is and we've talked about it at length <clears throat> and I it, it's just it's very disappointing. Um, it makes me wonder if this game would have been really cool if it came out like five years ago. Um, but I think from from where they're at and where they've put it out now, like it's it, it's it shows age already. And I I, I agree. I, I don't know if people will be talking about this game in the future. I honestly think this is a flash in the pan for Bethesda. And it's a little disappointing because of that. Um but that's that's just where I've gotta I've gotta leave it, you know. Sam Co love and everything, but you know, gotta move on to bigger and better things. Honestly, with the with the mention of the cyberpunk, like I'm really this game makes me excited to play Phantom Liberty to actually feel something this week. <laughs> so we'll we'll go do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you wanna pass the baton? Um, yeah. let's. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll pass it to you, McCoy. Oh, all right. Um. I, I think that, you know, it's like we have a rating system with different parts of it for a reason. And I feel like if there was a reason <laughs> for a thumbs down, this would be it for me. Because I just, I, I can't explain to you how bad this game is, in my opinion. From, like, just the way I see the world, it is awful. It's just awful. Like, it is motherfucker just ended with i want to feel something like do you know what i'm saying like that is all you need to know bro <laughs> like this game it robs from you the ability to feel something and like like wow just wow like 
there's so much they, they managed to make the biggest world the most empty and with the least content they managed to make the combat better than it was before but like the worst first person shooter i've ever played recently like it's like fear was better than this like combat wise like do you know what i mean it's like it's it, i everything everything they do in this game to me at least is against my design philosophy so okay it's not for me and i think that's very clear it's not for me this is the type of game that it's like i said this before one time for loop hero when people like were like hating on me specifically for this because i had the audacity to say that like that game is not only like in my eyes not good but it's like potentially like evil for the way that it like is and i don't mean to bring that up for loop hero i'll let that one lie but i think this game like might be evil honestly because it's just it's <coughs> they they've really like improved on your ability to take more time to do the same shit like inventory management is so annoying and long in this game like longer than it should be and like walking to your different you know npcs you need to sell it to and their limited credits and this that and the other and like trying to find your upgrade materials but then having to track everything it's like it just felt like they had really extended my playtime out a lot and uh, i just think that's evil like like you're just taking my time <coughs> and it's like it, it felt like a game designed like for that like almost like it was an app designed for engagement but it's like that you're not getting anything from that of course they are in the grand scheme of things which is that they're they're building that game for someone else who wants to spend more time in it but it felt like it was just pulling at me to to demand more time and i i can't even begin to explain to you like how many other valuable things i wanted to do with that time like this this made me question like there were there were dark points playing this game where i was like I should quit the podcast. I don't think I even like video games. Yeah, like, I this can is... test that. We had some really serious walks where McCoy was like, I think video games are dead for me. I don't like, like them Like, look at this garbage. Like, this is terrible. Like, it's not fun. It's like, it's it's just has the occasional carrot to say, like, go through 10 hours of garbage to maybe get a payoff. And probably not. Like, damn. Like, the guns are really uninteresting. Like, the powers are such a disappointment. The dialogue is bad. Like... Okay, here's the positive for this game. It pushed me over the edge to go and find a game that I actually enjoyed. And I did find a game that I actually enjoyed called Lies of P, which I really enjoyed and I've been enjoying since. And so I'm actually sort of thankful for this game for sending me all the way, like running in fear of it uh, to something else that I enjoyed more. So I don't know. I feel like we've, we've said all our points, right? But just if you enjoy this game, that's great, obviously, right? But if you aren't enjoying this game, call someone like for real because this game will rob you of like your life if you're not enjoying it just yeah just don't play it man just if you're not enjoying this game don't don't keep digging yeah but like i know because i yeah. don't yeah i played 40 hours yeah maybe like 45 50 yeah. by the end probably 40 who knows yeah of trying to find the fun and, and we've already discussed i did it wrong right fair i did it wrong i accept that i did it the way that i wanted to under the cell of you can do it the way you want to and you absolutely can't if you do it like me <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't do it like me um be better learn from my mistakes you know i'm like the fucking guy at the end of his life who's like well yeah quit before 40 hours yeah but like 
you know, when you keep waking up thinking like, okay, I haven't really had a lot of fun yet, but I think this might be fun. It isn't. Like, if you start to feel like that, I don't think it is. But if you're sitting there going like, shit, like, like this was fun and like that, this system is fun and like, okay, different person. So, okay, I'm not going to rehash everything, but I'm just going to reiterate that it was soul sucking and potentially just like such a disappointment for the studio, such a disappointment for like, dude, like, you remember when Todd Howard made that quote of like, he was like, you know, like there's nothing more exciting than launching like a new franchise we've been working on for 10 years. And it's like, this is the worst space universe I've ever seen. It is the least interesting yeah. space universe I've ever encountered. <coughs> Am I wrong with that? Like, <coughs> I was going to bring that up in my, my review was like, this is their first IP, new IP in 25 years. And there's no interest in this mm-hmm. world. Yeah. There's nothing of interest in this mm-hmm. world. Like, that's got to be bad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would just say that mm-hmm. remember to play a game that you like sometimes and feel something. Like, for example, yeah. like, if you even want to stay in Bethesda, like, go play the opening sequence to Fallout New Vegas and hear that, like, really beautifully eerie and haunting music as you're, like, creating your character and, like, all the intrigue in that and just recognize that that is better than anything I found in this game in 40 hours. That's... And that was at the start of that. So anyways, that's enough. So I think thumbs down for me. I think that's just, if you've, you've heard me talk enough, you understand my perspective. Um, yeah, I would, I would actively not recommend this game to people and not recommend it to myself if I could go back in time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what about you, Elena? What do you think? Yeah, fuck this game. Um, <laughs> no, I like genuinely, I, I was like, fuck, I want to rate this game before McCoy because I want to give it a thumbs down first. Mm. but bold and brave it's god it's just a such a strong no it's a thumbs down for me i'm probably the biggest bethesda fangirl that we have on the podcast fan person mm. um because because gabe would be the biggest fan girl yeah, yeah obviously but <laughs> he's it. not here so suck yeah. it gabe yeah. um no like i i i have loved bethesda games in the past i do not love this game I do not like this game. Um, in some ways, I feel nothing about this game because I think it is, in a lot of ways, nothing. But it's enough of a disappointment for me and enough of a... It's just not... It's maybe not offensively... I don't I think it is offensively... Ba- offensively... Offensively? Yeah, I'm saying that word right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I am a little bit mm-hmm. sick, so like... Mm, same. Stick with me here. Um, it's bad. I mean, the writing is atrocious, the the romance sequence dialogue that Zoe sent me, mm. I know we didn't talk about it on the podcast. It is so incredibly bad. It is horrifyingly, horrifyingly bad. <laughs> I, genuinely, I would not be if you told me they used Chat GPT to write large portions of this game. I would believe you. Yeah. The beginning quest is not just poorly written in terms of, like the dialogue is understood, but it is poorly written from a plot perspective. You go through, you choose an entire backstory. It's a super cool backstory. You get pumped about it. Then they stick you in a mine and you're like, you're a miner. And the guy, even when you wake up, the guy's like, it's a weird choice for you to end up here. And I'm like, it is. I'm a fucking <laughs> farmer. What the yeah. fuck happened? Like, I'm a bounty hunter and I'm sitting here as the newbie in a mining operation. You touch an artifact. You see stars. 
a guy shows up and is like, you are now of central importance to the most exclusive organization in the ga- in the galaxy. Take my fucking ship and this robot. Like, it's in- uh, it's insane. The whole thing takes like 30 seconds and it is not well done. It is not compelling. It is it just, it's mind boggling to me that that was their best attempt at a hook into the story. It, there's this game promises so many different things and i think bethesda has promised so many different things in terms of like our worlds are going to become deeper like people are going to like when you like you know you're, you can know their patterns you can like they're going to have all this intricate stuff that's happening like our world will become interconnected like this game has none of that if anything like it feels less connected than any bethesda game ever before because there's a thousand fucking planets and most of them have nothing on them like I guess they're connected in the fact that there's literally copy-paste dungeons on some of them. Spiritually connected. Spiritually connected. <laughs> like, they, every now and then they would almost get there with, like, a cool set piece, and then it would just be nothing. Like, I just, this game frustrates me and is disappointing to me in, like, every sense of the world. And I yeah. just stopped playing it. And I would think about playing it again, being like, I, sh- I would just, I I couldn't bring myself to do it. I I really don't like this game. I think it's boring and obnoxious, like, at the same yeah. time, somehow. Um, Yeah. And I think that's okay. Like, I think that I have changed as a gamer since I first played Bethesda games. And I also pretty strongly think that Bethesda has changed what they're going for. And I think, like, James has described that really well. And that guy on Reddit who's played... 2000 hours bethesda games has described that really well like that is their core audience and that is not an audience that i want to be a part of i don't want to be a person Mm -hmm. who has 2000 hours to put into mildly interesting bethesda games like i want to play games that expand my mind and like are intriguing or interesting or like someone has put imagination in or like put just fix problems that games have had forever this we have talked about the companion walking issue every episode we've recorded about starfield and that is an issue that only bethesda is having anymore no other major game studio is still allowing this weird this thing where like the companion walks at like two miles an hour and you can't match their pace like that doesn't happen anymore um so yeah, I think Bethesda is like out of touch and behind the times and not for me. And if they're for someone else, I guess that's okay. But I, I don't want to be mm-hmm. their core audience anymore. It just I'm out. It just it really poses the question to me, like, what does a game have to do to get a thumbs down? Like, does it have to like break my computer? Like, does it have to like reach through the screen and punch me? No, in it the has face? to break my spirit. That's what <laughs> sorry. I- <laughs> I'm also really <laughs> sick and tired, but like, I mean, come on. So that's that's my review. James, take us home. Land this ship. <laughs> so I was listening to Zoe review this game and give it a meh. And I was like, am I going to give this game a meh? Or am I going to give I'm this feeling a... like I would be... Now that we've been torn nice. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of. It, I I I feel like I'm giving it too well, much. At the credit. same time, it also felt. <laughs> you might like be maybe found more. It might be genuine. Of fun than maybe like at least than I did. Mm-hmm. Maybe than Elena True. did. I don't know about James, yeah. but you know that's that's. Oh, I'm giving this game a thumbs down. Oh, I was I was thinking about it, and I was like, nope, this is a thumbs down game for me. I think. Um, 
I put 44 hours into this game. Um, and some of those were um, uh, on a pause screen while I did anything else in my <laughs> life because I didn't feel like playing. <laughs> like, this makes me feel like I should do laundry because the, the bell... Literally, like, I would, I would just, like, do laundry and then be like, I kind of want to watch YouTube on my television instead of going back and playing this yep. game. Um, and like that, you know, that's kind of telling in itself, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think I was saying it during McCoy's review, like this, this world has nothing to offer to me. And they do, as we mentioned earlier in the in the podcast, like they do no work to get you excited about the world and the game. Um, all they do is tell you, you know, you're the most important person in the world because you did nothing and like pat you on your back and send you on your way to do n nothing. And <laughs> I mean, like, I I kept playing the game looking for, for like, something that would take a stand or, or tell an interesting story that was, like, I don't know, cyberpunk-esque where it actually had something to say about the world. Um, and I kept being disappointed. Um... I think that I think that you can't tell an interesting story without without taking a side. And this game like shaved all the sides off and it's just round and boring. Yeah. <laughs> um I think that um I think that anything that you enjoy in this game, another game did better. Um, and I, you know, except to give you thousands of hours of single player content. Like this game is a master at that, but that's not what I'm looking for in a game. I'm looking for, for fun. Um, how could you, James? This <laughs> this is uh bland. I I do not recommend this to really anyone. <laughs> this game makes you feel <laughs> like when you're scrolling, but like way past the good shit. Yeah, you're <laughs> you doom know what I this mean? this game is doom scrolling the game. Yeah. It really is. It 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 is like yeah, it's it's not I I, I mean James. It I, fills I, your time but you not so your heart. Hot. I was just I feel you so hard with just the like you you feel like you're going mad because you keep on playing to be like well surely there's gold under here yeah and it's just like eventually you need to hang up the harness and just be like listen like yeah. it's done yeah and that is something that's really hard for me specifically to do with a game mm -hmm. like I mean granted I have like 70 hours in mm -hmm. this fucking game to be like 
But it's it's all just off of that hope of like, surely there's got to be something, right? And then there's not. And then you watch a playthrough and you realize there won't oh. be. And you're like, dude, when the mystery fuck. is gone and you realize there won't be, that's <laughs> yeah. got to be the fucking devastating <laughs> final blow. You're like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, I mean, I think, okay, here's what I'll say. This is a legit positive for this game. And I'm not even joking. And it is a little bit backhanded, but still it's super true. This has unironically made me appreciate more every other space genre game and universe that I do like. like no. Everspace? Not Everspace. <laughs> Down with Everspace. <laughs> Let us be clear. No, dude. No, but, yeah, I mean, fuck it. Maybe Everspace. I don't know. Like, this, it, it feels like if you... Maybe honestly, play it again yeah, and see if it. No, honestly, like I'd be like, well, time. actually, the shipbuilder in this is kind of intuitive. Like I'm just like fucking rolling through that shit because I like I don't know. But the thing is, like, yeah, because like maybe the space combat's more interesting or like, but, but I, it yeah. is, it it's it's like um, I I could see this as required homework for a class if you wanted to then play, dude, like then play Mass Effect, then play Cyberpunk, like these games that have like come up here in this context if you play this first i think those are better honestly yeah like so i could see it from that standpoint like in your college class that you are like going through the history of and they do it in this weird order of like essentially quality like i think it does make me appreciate those more because when i played those games like while i did appreciate a lot about them like there's stuff that was in the way for me appreciating but i think you play this and it's like i think it sets your barometer differently where you're like i would accept a lot in the way of good stuff if there was good stuff it's like you're you're mining for gold you're like yeah i don't get gold all the time but i do get gold sometimes right when i sift it's like it's like it it makes you appreciative for it whereas because it's just like not here to be honest or it's it's very 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 rare and like okay it did have some gold is a strong I think Zoe found one. Well, so like I, I mean, I think the shipbuilder was cool. Um, I was excited by a lot of the things that you could theoretically do in this game. Now, doing them wasn't exciting, but the idea that you could. And but so then I, it doesn't count. Well, it no, doesn't get count the for fuck me. out of here with that. No, if because... you can theorize, if you can do it, and the idea is cool, but the actual practice of doing it is not cool, like it's not real. Then maybe in a modern day context, that's true. I know as a kid, I was more imaginative, and like games were cruder, and so it was like easier to be like trying to explain what's going on in my head versus what's going on in screen. Yeah, but we're not in that era anymore. You can't give a game that came out in twenty twenty three. Like if it came out in the eighties, it would have been incredible. That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. Well, because people have said, like, I think this game is, like, showing its age already. Absolutely. Um, also, I think Brian said that, too. Yeah, I was going to... I was so Wait, good shout out. I was going to note that that's Brian's exact point. Brian says that this game is, quote, mid. Yeah. And that it already feels old. <laughs> yeah. Yet the thing is, like, it's yeah. really old, though, if I'm being honest with you. Like, in terms of how it feels. Like, it doesn't feel like... Oh, just a couple of years they, they would have been fine like it feels like it's unmistakably not ahead <laughs> at all in any way possible so okay listen we beat this thing to death um it's gonna live on without us um but we are gonna live on without it or at least so i think um <laughs> but uh dude it's so funny too because like i was listening or i was talking to uh my boss who 
is a friend of mine from fucking high school and he was like hey like i've listened to your podcast and i was like oh and i always have this like very mixed reaction when people say that because i'm like essentially like not only like what have you heard but also like it's a very different side of me but also like was it good you know like was it a good episode i want to know <laughs> and he's like i listened to starfield and he's like you know like i like the podcast but i will admit it doesn't seem like you guys like the game <laughs> and i was like and yeah it's like yeah that's that's a correct well assessment. what's up alex yeah. if you've gotten to this point there's no way we did not like the game yeah true absolutely true and and consult that <laughs> list that i sent you over slack of games that we did like um but but do note though that usually it's it comes with this very specific caveat which is to say usually the games we do like are games you should probably play beforehand which is a large commitment for a podcast mm. but like when we say when i say something like oh dude check out the oprah din episode because it was a game we really liked or <coughs> um you know check out the fucking what remains of edith finch episode you know whatever we and i had a list it's like you know it is also sort of awkward because it's like well all you have to do is play the entire game first but at the same time like yes Probably. And look, that's one yet yeah, one more point about Starfield mm-hmm. is you did not have to play it before listening to this, and we actually suggest that you don't. Right? It's it's like there it, there's a value of games like this for our podcast, even though I personally feel empty, <laughs> and I'm not sure if that makes it worth it. But it's like, you know, it's like you could listen to a Starfield episode without playing Starfield and see if it's good. And I actually have heard that from a couple of people being like, yeah, you validated my thoughts of like people were telling me that it wasn't that good. And I thought maybe it wasn't for me. And like, you're right. Like, yes, true. Um, so it is awkward, right? Like recommending like, well, oh, dude, this episode's amazing. But all you have to do is play like the entire Mass Effect series. Um, and then you're good. Mm. Um, so it's, it's nice, I, I guess. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, fucking hell, dude. I tried to sell them on Case of the Golden Idol. I think I got them sold on it. We'll see. I don't know. I think I sold some non-gamers on that game. The problem is they would have to download Steam, so they're not going to play it. Dude, what a hurdle. <laughs> yeah. You're like, as the gamers would say. They might also have to buy a PC. <laughs> like, there's also that Yeah, hurdle. exactly. Like, Alex has a Mac, and he's like, I think Baldur's Gate's coming to Mac someday. And it's like, oh. <laughs> and he's like, should I get, like, an Xbox or like, something? Maybe by the time he gets his Mac, I will know how to romance Asterion properly. And you can give him some tips. <laughs> you should give him I'm going to publish a guide. I'm going to self-publish just one podcast. It's just me, and it's only about how to romance Asterion. Yeah, like the secrets, like what he likes, what he doesn't <laughs> like. And like, you're going to have to kill some people, but the key is you're going to have to like it. Yep. He, he essentially is like <laughs> the like vampire, like, you know, fantasy version of that first date fucking music video from Ninja Sex Party. Where he, where they're like, they go on the first date and it's like getting like these crazier and crazier crimes. It's a fucking epic music video, by the way. You haven't seen it. Um, and it's like eventually like, he's just like killing people and then she's just like hanging the whole time, just be like, being like, fuck yeah, like we're like ninjas killing people and shit. Like this is epic. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of what you have to do for Asterion. But anyways, not important. Look, more on that later. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, might we? rest yeah yes now that we have successfully (laughs) failed at reviewing this game according to donkey's video about how to write a good game review oh yeah uh seven out of ten exactly (laughs) zero out of ten one out of ten no he's probably saying that seven to ten is the only viable yeah i don't listen to the rules no no he was saying that (laughs) that if you give any if you criticize a game that's that's wrong 
Mm. Right. You you clearly have not played mm. the genre. Yeah. Um. Clearly, you're not I mean, the look, right reviewer for this. We opened sort of the exactly. We were not the right people for this game. But actually, like we were in our ways. What? What was that face? We were exactly. in TOT standards. Yeah, but also like we're we were yeah. Bethesda fans at some point. It just um I think we graduated. You know what I mean? It's like going back to your high school. I think that and being like, yeah. wow, this was cringe. <laughs> you know, like it's like that. <laughs> it's like yeah, you remember like hanging yeah. out by the creek or whatever, but. How sick was it really? You know? I don't know. It, nah. All right. That's it. We're, we're done. All, All right. right. Let's get out of here. <sighs> Thank Goodbye. God I don't have to play that game anymore.